What about room 237? Room 237? You're scared of room 237, ain't you? No, I ain't. Mr. Allen, what is in room 237? Nothing. There ain't nothing in room 237. But you ain't got no business going in there anyway. So stay out. You understand? Stay out. Get the thumbs up. Double thumbs up. <laughs> Double thumbs up. I guess that means it's time to come. What are we doing? Welcome to Fascinated with Films. Ah, 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 ah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> That's right. This Boom. is this drops Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah this Halloween drops night. on Halloween. So hopefully everyone's... You're uh, doing something cool right now, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Than what I've done for the last 10 years, yeah. which is hide in the other room and hope yeah. someone doesn't ring my doorbell. <laughs> Watch horror work, movies. I'm going to work on my Scooby-Doo yeah. on a house. <laughs> <laughs> I do that way before Halloween. Paul's going to give out DVDs instead of candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> don't tell your parents. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully everyone Everyone enjoyed uh, part one. Yeah. I know I did, man. I love all those. Anytime we can come up with these subcategories, I feel like we could do this with comedy at some point. Oh, yeah. We could do like a uh, on an anniversary pod or something. I break down different subgenres of comedy and we each pick one of our favorites from Hell that yes. thing. It would be really cool. You could put Stoner movie on one or like Spoof on the other. Why are you looking at me, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So how was everyone this last week? Hey, me and Dave. Did something Ooh. very Halloween related. Mm. We went <laughs> for a second there. I was like, "What did we do? Fuck did we do?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went to see Halloween. That's the, right. The oh yeah, one. yeah, and uh, loved it. Worth that the time great. and money. Definitely worth the time and money. Yeah, man. it was really good. It was uh, uh, the music sounded awesome, just j- like John Carpenter. Me and Dave said the most minor of characters in the movie stole the show. Oh my god! This little black kid in uh, the movie. Oh my get, god! He was man. getting babysit by one of the. Uh, you knew who the victims. Yeah, you knew who the victim in this scenario was. <laughs> right. Well, you didn't know how crazy they were going to take it because sometimes you don't know if Michael is going to kill someone like a little kid. Right. Usually he doesn't. So yeah. uh, this kid was kind of safe, but he had that great uh, feet do your duty kind of mentality. Or <laughs> she's. She he comes down and this isn't a spoiler in any way. She he like comes down and says he heard a uh, noise in the room, and he's like she like I'll go check it out. And she's like no, you go let Dave check it out. Her boyfriend that's there with her. My he fa- says don't go check. My it out. My favorite line is she's on the phone talking to her friend yeah. and she's like yeah I'm babysitting. You know if you you bring over your your friend after the party and you know bring some of that alakazam and she hangs up and he's like. You're bringing people over and you're going to smoke weed. <laughs> oh, shit. And she's like, no, it's like yeah. a magic she's trick. Like, yeah. Alakazam. <laughs> and they were having this, like, really fun conversation yeah, back and forth. Yeah, I'm sitting here cutting my nasty ass toes. <laughs> you're talking about smoking with your friends. She's like, you know, I used to like you as a babysitter. Now mm-hmm. I can't trust you. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, and this is like a nine-year-old kid. Right. And yeah. she's like, you, I used, I babysit like 20 kids and you're the worst, you know? I, I hate you the most. <laughs> and they're going back and forth and everything. Each other. It was amazing the character development. They that is like way more character development than they ever usually give you in uh-huh. these types of slasher films. Right. So it uh, felt really fun. So what was like the premise? How did they tie it into the like? Is it supposed to be just like part two, part three? No, it, it's a, just to ignore two. Uh, 
it just takes one in account. It's the sequel to number one. They, okay, they get, all right. They ignore completely two but to the rest Jamie of them. But Jamie Lee Curtis in... Like, She's in number two. Yeah, that's what I thought. they're kind of ignoring the fact because they don't want to... Uh, they're going against the idea that uh, Laurie Strode is the sister to Mike Myers. And that was only something that was brought up in the second one, not in the first one. In the first yeah. one, it was just a random person. Right. She they, basically, even mentioned it. they even mentioned it in yeah, this one. They and did. she's like, ah, that's a rumor. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. But basically, nice, it's like basically it's Jamie Lee Curtis living on one side of the town as a recluse with like a hardcore panic room compound. slash compound set up because she anticipates Michael coming back and she's gonna get ready. Uh-huh. She and wants she's, him to come back. She's basically trained her child her whole life to be that way, and then there's a grandchild. So there's three generations so it's like here, basically. Sarah Connor. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. But there's like a third generation, really. So there's the the granddaughter who's the teenager in high school, and that's yeah. the high school element that it kind of oh, works okay. through. Oh, okay. That's cool. And it's fun. It's really good. Danny McBride did a great job, and I'm sure they're going to give him a, a, a second one on it. But uh, super fun. Definitely worth your Halloween uh, money for. Because I don't know why. I see these horror movies that come out that are completely perfect for Halloween mm-hmm. released in like February. March. I was like, <laughs> yeah. dude, why not yeah. wait a little yeah. bit? I said, this has got Halloween written all over it. It's like this. Same with everything. It's like you, you. You can guess what a great summer blockbuster is going to be. I have a feeling be. they have very little control over that. The studio is probably like, we have this slot available well, for release. Well, I think they have somewhat have control. this slot for, available for lease. I think Halloween, that, they have to do on a I think it's more yeah. what is slated by the other companies. Well, I think they're looking I mean, at their calendars saying. more no, than our own. I mean, that's how they're coming up with their like, own calendars based off what other people <laughs> they, do. They have their blank calendar and they're like, all right, let's X off the uh, the day Captain Marvel comes out, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Avengers four comes out, right. Star Wars. What was comes the worst out? release for a film pitted against another film? Oh well, that's a good fucking question, right? Because I remember there being a one I know there was probably that one. I was like, why the fuck would they release that? Yeah. Well, there was during this week. There was Armageddon and well, no, that that what was I the other see... one that was just like it. Deep, Deep Impact. Impact. Yeah, I know. could see them pitting against each other because right. I'm sure Deep Impact wasn't like, well, Armageddon's obviously better. Yeah. Um, or there was a Volcano. Volcano and, and uh, uh, Dante's one. Peak. Dante's Peak, yep. yeah. Tombstone um, and Wyatt Earp. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, I know, you're I'm talking, talking timing, about like, like similar actual, movies. I'm yeah. talking about someone released... You know, a movie when Private Ryan was out, or they were like, "How you knew you were going to dominate?" Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Although some right. movies probably say, you know, let's release this romantic comedy on the week this well, giant action movie comes out. That's what I was you know say. people are going to be like. I don't want to see that movie. Yeah. yeah. What can we go? What else can we go? Yeah. To? If they're pimping those type of movies, they're probably thinking opposite. I would be good at that. That would be something that's I'd be good funny. at. Funny. I actually shit. I heard a, an interview with Will Ferrell one time when Casa de Mi Padre was coming out in the theaters. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> wait, a lot more worked against wait, that wait, one. Wait, 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 that but, came out in the theaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and, it wasn't a straight to DVD. And, release? That's uh, crazy. It should have been. But you know, he he literally said he's like. Yeah, it's not really a great movie, but you know, if you go to the movies and something's sold out, you know, maybe maybe you'll just go see that. Like, you know what I mean? He literally like sold out his own movie and was if like, "If we're the be... fourth choice, you're gonna love us." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm proud to be your fourth choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, we're gonna talk about all horror movies today, also, and I want to pimp out a little bit too. If you're, uh... this will come out on Halloween, so it'll already have been out for like four days. But if you have not already, I will have already binged the hell out of the. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which come out uh, comes out on Netflix. It's one of those shows I 
normally wouldn't be on my radar, but I've read the comic book. It's like an eight-issue uh, comic book, and mm. uh, I foolishly sold a couple of copies earlier, and now Boom. it's going to go. They, they're the <laughs> Robert Hack is the writer, and he has heard from three His different. His name is Hack. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> such a hack. That's, that's so terrible. <laughs> he calls himself that man. He's not the hack, yeah. uh, but he writes it, and he's. Uh, he says he's heard from three different comic book kind of dealers that says that this is issue is going to be at Walking Dead levels uh, of in that, oh, wow. that number now one you... is going for like three, four, five thousand dollars more if you got like a uh, <clears throat> a graded copy. So I went out and bought two more copies. Just nice, but the series is phenomenal, and that's what really makes this too. It was a dark. I can't speak for the TV show since I haven't watched it at this point, uh, but. The comic itself had a really great gothic, gothic tone. Not only the art, but the uh, the way it was written. It had like a 70s gothic type of feel to it. And it was evil. I mean, it was like conjuring Satan out of the woods and sacrificing uh, human sacrifice. And uh, yes. this, uh, naked, yes. this naked woman coming out of the swamp who is... Uh, go- immediately goes to the school and is like preying on these children and everything. It is dark. It's not going to be man. a mechanical Salem. No, it, it will not. <laughs> <at the kitchen laughs> table. Melissa Joan Hart will probably not be in this. I, you know, I bet she makes it. I hope she does. She does. Well, they had a video come out the other day of her and the other three members of the cast in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. Wishing them the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, of, with the Sabrina uh, thing. So I one of them is in it. I, I think Charlotte Ray is that. in it. Uh, she is in the series. It was more silly than it was. No, oh, it's ridiculous. It was on Nickelodeon, man. Yeah. Like, it was always it was, it was always silly until she right would now. Just use her. She would use her powers to get better grades because and get, yeah. get out of gym class. Yeah, <laughs> make a boy like her. Those who don't, <laughs> those who don't know, this is from the Archie universe, and I was like shitting myself yeah. when I because that Riverdale that's out, it's CW crap. I mean, it's still pretty dark. It, it it's dark, but it's still it's CW, still CW, it's CW crap. dark. Yeah. yeah, and I was really disappointed where i'm like well there's no there's no point that uh i don't see any world where the people that own riverdale are not going to put out sabrina on cw and i was like that's the natural thing and there's another series called the afterlife with archie which is also evil as shit man like in the very first uh it's a zombie apocalypse in riverdale nice and in the very first episode uh jughead Kills Mr. Weatherby and Mrs. Grundy rips her throat out and everything, and uh, then starts killing everyone one by one. And they have to go to Veron- uh, what is it, uh, Veronica's like mansion because she's the rich girl, huh. and all hold down there. But someone lets one of the zombies in and starts taking him out in there, and they have to leave and move towns. It's, it's a fucking epic, awesome. And there's only been like. Uh, I think ten issues of that one too. They were super slow, so I don't know what they stopped for. But that if if Sabrina's huge, which I think is going to be huge, Netflix has totally got Afterlife with Archie under their belt. Don't you hate it when you hear a series come out and then you find out where they're releasing it and you're like, oh, it can't be good if it's being made. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if, that's like if, why I'm always like thrilled. If Saga came out on oh, on regular, there's only two options for Saga. The, if you're not familiar with the comic book series Saga, it's going to be the next Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Potter, all those combined is saga saga hmm. is like this amazing adventure story that's intermixed with a lot of adult kind of almost soft porn almost to the point of hardcore porn <laughs> at times so it can't be done on a regular station right. uh and it's really great about two separate worlds going against each other and the people involved in it. and i i would could spend a whole pod telling you about it but uh if you can find any of those early issues, grab now. You will be rich. Uh, we sold all gonna, ours. We sold all ours. No, we have a couple of the Lion Cat uh, only issues. The one with him on the front cover. Yeah, we still have a couple save of those. Him. So yeah, save them. It's going to be amazing. But the only two possible networks for that would be HBO or Netflix. 
has to be rated R. Yeah, it has to be rated R. Strong that one R. has to be rated R. So it, doesn't the Lazarus? It, it would be a perfect. If Lazarus came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would be a perfect. Uh, someone already bought Lazarus. Did they? Uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, but it needs to be HBO. HBO's can show and do some really horrific stuff in Game of Thrones. So it's not anything more than that would be. So. All right, let's get on track here, man. We got some series rounds to to work around the table. Last time we did, let's see if I can get them all: vampires, werewolves, aliens, ghosts, and zombies. Yeah. Boom! Nice. So <laughs> those were our categories last time. So if you're listening to us now and haven't haven't heard part one, you should definitely go back to part one because it's uh well some good it. stuff we're talking about on there. Uh, all our stuff on here is great, except maybe Justin's. Wait, oh. uh, sorry, I just gave him shit. Uh, that's a preemptive shit. That's what they call that. Uh, so this episode, we're going to be dealing with demons, serial killers, witches, creepy kids, and monsters. Oh, yes. That's awesome, man. I bet I could do another five if we want. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. There's so many. I love the subcategory thing. We haven't really. Uh, I could do. We could do all around on serial killers. Yeah. We could do five each on serial killers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole shitload. I like we're picking one. Each of us are picking one from a category that probably has 500 to 1,000. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To, to grab from. So. All right, want to get right off? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go with demons. The power of Christ compels you! All right. One of my favorite demons of all time, Pumpkinhead. Ah. Yeah. And it's a good demon. And this is a great one that you could have easily put on witches as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a like this with a lot of these movies, too, because it was a great witch in that movie. Oh, yeah. Because he was just a spawn, right? Like, she would conjure him up, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was the only one who could do it, and yeah. uh, the, the kid. Ed Holly. Ed Holly. <laughs> I just remember that. I remember that voice from the oh, yeah. time she oh, said yeah. it. She, she is what ago. I think of when I think of a real witch. Oh, yeah. That what would be a real witch that you would come across in the mm-hmm. woods or something like that? It yeah. would look like that kind of uh, woman that looks like she's 135 yeah. and just has that smoker's voice, and you want to <laughs> shit your pants and run. <laughs> So yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about Pumpkinhead, because this, I don't know if, I mean, it probably gets a little bit more popular every year that goes by, but this was always huge. a bunch huge. of them, too, isn't there? This was done by the great Stan. Yeah, there's like three or four or oh, five. Yeah. I have one and two. The Blood Wings is the second one. But uh, the first one was done by the great Stan Winston, who's, I don't think he's directed anything else, and he's dead now, and he died years ago, but he is the guy who did all the, uh, he's a amazing special effects artist that mm-hmm. worked with Savini and Dick Smith and he did a lot of the Terminator stuff all that stuff from the first one where he's uh-huh. opening his arm and everything yeah. and he sees his eye and his head Hell yeah. and he also did uh, the dog sequence and thing Ooh, nice. uh, that oh, really? started coming apart and it like blossomed into that flower of tongues and shit yeah. like that and this was his, so he did this monster obviously uh, as well but this was his first directing one that he ever did he oh, was cool. great at it man and he got Lance Henderson yeah yeah and uh, you know one of the things that I really like most about that movie is they don't make you wait till the very no. end to see the monster mm-hmm. and they show Pumpkinhead a hundred times it starts pretty quick know. I mean yeah. in the opening I love a lot I love and it's such a a well done quick way of showing the relationship between him and his son. Right. Just the little actions that they do at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. Like when he's washing his hands or he's telling him about his grandmother and you see him, it really kind of makes you feel for the kid. Yeah. Kind of makes him the little necklace. The, yeah. It makes him know. the necklace. The kid, no, it's been a while since I've seen the kid yeah. dies and he, and, and Lance Hedrick's character goes to the witch to try to get her to conjure up Pumpkinhead to come after the people that accidentally oh, killed his son. Yeah. That's, that's it right <laughs> there. Is yeah, it, okay. that's it. Dave's trying to move the pot along. Yeah. No, 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 seriously. No, that was a good breakdown. Been, that is a breakdown. Yeah. It's exactly been what so long since I've seen this yeah. movie, I, but I remember, well, you I remember, remember well. a pile of sticks 
like a giant pile of sticks and it would come up through it, right? Yeah, it was like a well, it was, it like was a stump. A nest. Yeah, it was a stump. That's yeah. it. it was kind of like a dirt stump. Almost yeah, yeah. That he had to go and do, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, he. So once the uh, you had these rambunctious kids, right? Yeah, that was, they so came to town on their motorbikes. On their motorcycles, damn yeah. kids in their motorbikes. Yeah, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> I take a different angle. They Keep learned... your kid in the house, man. With his yeah. motorbikes running around. Yeah, well, yeah, well, and he left. He left the kid. Keep alone. your dog on the leash. Yeah, that's no the, kind of the moral of the yeah. story. <laughs> that's yeah. what I would put on the poster. Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Keep your dog on the fucking yeah. leash. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, and so he goes to the witch, and now I really liked how when Pumpkinhead would kill one of the teens, something would happen to Lance Henriksen. Like he would fall over. And well, he, he would was get gradually sick. becoming Pumpkinhead through right. the whole thing. Yeah, and I don't know if she like really explained that to him. <laughs> no, she. Didn't. I think she, she left that on. Yeah. He didn't she was read pretty the vague with those she details. Said he was Gotta read the fine ultimate. print, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, said, you need to find out the deets before you come in there yeah. and make a deal with the witch. Yeah, she told him he was going to pay the ultimate price, and he was like, "That's fine. That's fine." It's like Wishmaster. I was. Do you know what the ultimate price means? Yeah, everybody can figure out. Do you remember Wishmaster? Oh yeah, with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, where you had to was he in it? Yeah, it I don't even remember. Oh no, 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 no. Um, oh, you're thinking that was Master. Home Alone. Page no, he's thinking yeah. Page Master. Yeah, oh, Page Master Witchmaster, was good too, Witchmaster was the one where the, the like evil the genie. genie. Oh, and if you, I love those. If you were very literal, yeah. he would like fuck you yeah. like big time. Yeah, turn everyone you into a piece of art with yeah. a blinking eye. I wish like, I had the best art in the world and everything. And it turns out he made him the best art yeah. in the world. Oh so my it's god, like it's very creepy. It reminded me, it was almost done by the same people that did Warlock. Because yeah. that's exactly what he did, right? You know, he, he you wish for something more, he granted yeah. you something that it was always something a lot more horrible than you imagined it to be, but right? Do you know? Let's go back to Pumpkinhead too. We're looking at those uh, little kids that were at the, uh, uh, you know, the hillbillies that yeah. kind of told yeah. Lance Henriksen the, where to go. The, the boy looks familiar. The, the the oldest girl is uh, uh, Maya Bialik. Who's that? Blossom. Oh, no yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That was like huh. one of her first things she That's ever did. That's funny. Whoa. Uh, whoa. <laughs> well, I guess technically most that people wasn't... know her from the Big Bang Theory now. Oh, really? Uh, she's in that, and she's I've funny. I've never seen that. that. No, oh, I've seen, a, I've seen a couple fun. of episodes. It's yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those. But, uh, yeah, and so I, I really liked how, you know, and I mean, it's Pumpkinhead. We'll just give away the ending. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can, well, we didn't even go into her conjuring them up, man. So what she had to, she told him, like Dave said, that you're going to have consequences here, but he basically had to go and dig up. He had his dead son, right? but he mm-hmm. had to go to the grave and dig up Pumpkinhead's Pumpkin head, body. Yeah. Right. But why don't you tell us, yeah, the kind of what's ha- actually happening here? Well, yeah. So, I mean, basically what he finds out is, well, he finds out through pain yeah. that, you know, he's slowly becoming Pumpkinhead. Yeah. And is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or? yeah. And the last Pumpkinhead, or the Pumpkinhead that we're seeing running around killing people was the last person who conjured up right. uh, a, the witch to get revenge on somebody. Yeah. So it was an interesting kind of dichotomy where you could completely the play this. The circle must continue. Right. Well, yeah. you had this uh, crazy thing going on where you've got you feel really bad for the father through this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, all he wants is revenge on the kids. Right. Really, I don't know why he just didn't go and shoot him himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. way more satisfying. I, yeah, I right? mean, he, I guess he wanted to separate himself at some point yeah. from him. But remember that opening where he, him as a child. He saw a pumpkin was, Which was a creepy yeah. scene, man. Oh, yeah. The lighting in this movie was very it was, blue. And it, yeah. was, it had a very blue tone. And backlit a yeah, lot with absolutely. smoke rising up. 
Yeah. When they when Pumpkinhead first comes to the house, because at some point it becomes almost like a Friday thirteenth. It was a good looking monster. No, yeah, it was a real good looking yeah. monster. And, and he was right on camera. I yeah. mean like no, there's a close point, up. Yeah, there's yeah. a point where the yeah, there yeah, I he's mean, like showing his face yeah. for like fifteen full yeah. seconds, you know. I mean that's tough to do if when he grabs practical Effects. Absolutely. When he first shows up that house and he grabs the guy and pulls him up in the tree, yeah, and then sticks the woman's face up against the uh, uh, the glass and breaks it through. Oh, I don't remember but that then, part. Uh, cuts the cross in her forehead. Oh with yeah, the, with his nail. Yeah, you realize. And when he came in the house, that's when you realize the size of the sucker. Yeah, because he was probably he's probably nine feet tall, easily. ten feet tall. Yeah, yeah. 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 He had to like really duck to get into this. Big I like cabin. the part where uh, they find the deserted church in the woods and the kid. Mm-hmm tells him like he thinks they'll be safe there because it yeah. was a holy place you know and pumpkin's head's like fuck your church you know what great I mean? shot like, of him at the end man. yeah oh yeah dude you know and he's you can, like they they're, they're just talking having almost like an origin story kind of thing about what pumpkin head is and everything and then yeah. all of a sudden they look up and the lightning flashes and he's just like and all i love glory the sound. at the end of the uh, yeah church. i love the sound mm-hmm. that they make when yeah. he's you know coming through it's oh it's so good this man. is a fabulous movie i'm glad you um you picked it because it's one of those great ones that, like I said, a lot of people don't know about. And it's one that holds up really well. That oh, you yeah. say, hey, watch Pumpkinhead, man. If you like all these 80s movies, if you're a fan of the Friday 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Streets, we don't have a lot of those on here, but clearly we're fans of them and we could do an entire pod on oh, yeah. uh, Freddy and uh, Michael. Just and franchise we'll horror films. Maybe next Halloween we'll just we'll just pick those four serial, the main four serial killers yeah. and attack those movies or Absolutely. something. So, Pumpkinhead, check it out. All right, Dave, what you got for Demons? Demons. This is a fantasy horror. Fantasy horror. Fantasy horror. Because it starts out all unicorns and rainbows. Oh. <laughs> 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 and ends up with <laughs> with goth people and, and demons running around. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, legend. Ah, I love Legend. And Legend's a good one for demons because it's ba- he's basically the prince he's, of... Du- they call him Darkness. Oh, His wow. name is Darkness in this movie. Isn't I mean, he's Tim the Curry? typical... It is Tim Curry. It's Tim, and it's yeah. one of those random ones. Not that Tim, Tim Curry doesn't always have a random thing he plays. I think his three big, most random characters, Dr. Frankfurter, Pennywise, and Darkness. If you had to put those three next to each other on like a... Uh, Tim Curry picture. Oh, yeah. Clue. I'd have to put Clue in Clue. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, I loved him in Clue, but... Uh, He's like a chameleon, man. Yeah. And he just puts I mean, his... You wouldn't know it was him no. unless you watched the credits. And then oh, this was a If you had an acute ear, you might be able to pick his voice up, but he still... Not was, before you watched it, though. Like, when this movie came out, you wouldn't be able to point out who <laughs> the hell true. that guy was. Hmm. Same with Robert Picardo, who's the similar type of actor later on in the movie when he plays that kind of demon lady in the swamp. Now, see, my tagline would be... If you see two unicorns playing, <laughs> leave them the fuck alone. The <laughs> they could have avoided. We need this to reinvent taglines. Yeah. Avoided this whole goddamn thing. Yeah, but he had to try. Pumpkinhead, to- kill the kids yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just. He could have tried to charm her some other way instead yeah. of trying to say, "Hey, yeah. I'm going to show you where the unicorns are." And that was it's her and that's fault. basically yeah. That was the premise of the uh, movie. He the, the sh- shorter- got the unicorns killed. She, he's like she he's like a. It's a fantasy world, and uh, she's almost, she's like, what, a princess almost? She's a princess, and she has this space where she goes and she yeah. meets Tom Cruise, and he's like a little. He's not like a. He's not an elf. Boy. He's kind of like, like an elf. Like I guess elf. he's like an elfish kind of. He's an elfish uh, character. Not as strong as like the other elves that he meets. Oh, he yeah. ends up one crazy him. one. The one, one of them's from Time Bandits, and then you have the one that he was overdubbed. 
uh, do you know that the weird the like kid? yeah the kid that the was like half kid? naked like ten yeah. year old <laughs> it was weird because he had a weird voice to him and I found out later on that they uh, really? overdubbed him with a different with like an adult voice really kind of made it even creepier than it was this was one of those movies that uh, the effects were great it was amazing the, this was the, a great release the goblins movie. or whatever they uh, were that so were coming good. to hunt down the unicorn to get the unicorn right. that's basically what it was you know so. I, Tim Curry plays Darkness, and he needs the horn of the unicorn. Right. And so he sends out his whole goblin gang to go get it. But at the same time, Tom Cruise wants to show off to his new girlfriend and say, Hey, look, did I show you the pretty unicorns? Do I get some? <laughs> I show you some he, he didn't assume that he had to mention, don't touch the damn unicorns. Right. And that's exactly what she does, and it brings, like, darkness and everything. Yep. And, then the, and then they were able to dart one of them and kill yeah, it. Yeah, catch, catch it, and they cut that horn back cut off. Cut the horn so off, and it died. They're bringing it back to darkness, but so Tom Cruise has to go with his little Mary well, they catch band her. of mer- misfits. They, they capture catch- her, so he's not only got to go rescue her, but he's got to get the horn back. Yeah. Mm. And it was, it's just a, an adventure of them crossing. My favorite scene is oh, with yeah. Robert Ricardo in the yeah, swamp. Man. And that creature was great. Robert Ricardo, we talk about a shitload yeah. on this uh, podcast. He'll be on our uh, our um, Hall of Fame awards yeah. when we do that. Yeah. Because he's he's in this a lot. He's that guy that, well, and I'll always kind of mention a couple roles Interspace. so you can tell who he's from. Interspace, <laughs> yeah. he played the cowboy. Yeah. Uh, Burbs, he played one of the garbage men. Yeah. Uh, he played Star Trek. He was the guy that was in the, uh, uh, he was the one that, ran the uh holodeck in the next generation and uh he's just done a whole bunch of shit that you everyone would recognize he can he has that you would recognize him kind of like he can morph in yeah he was in the howling that's recently we talked about in but in this role he was full prosthetics head to toe playing a female female swamp witch and he said this was difficult because he had to be under that swamp water in his application and then, and then like rise. When, he, when he came up he did like a spin move mm-hmm. uh, like a corkscrew kind yeah. of rise out of the swamp and yeah. it was creepy man as a kid I remember creepy. it being super oh, well. creepy and you yeah. really feared that she was going to eat Tom she Cruise. was going to eat him and then he like played to her like you're so vanity. Beautiful. He, he pulled one yeah. of those uh, like Donkey and Shrek. Oh, you're yeah. a girl dragon. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you're a girl dragon. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why, what it is. Why too. wouldn't you be? Uh, and then, like, yes, yeah, snuck a fucking sword in her head. Oh shit! Uh, or who was the girl? Oh yeah, she was great. That's Ferris Bueller's Ferris girlfriend. Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Uh, oh. What the hell's her name? Mia. Uh, uh, Mia. Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah. Yeah, she was super cute back then. And uh, I liked her. And now maybe the, I haven't seen her she, in anything. She in a looked long time. totally different. I kind of liked her as the hot goth chick though at the end oh yeah yeah. when he he went he took her so when he they bring her back to this movie really gets she was next level she was a a white face princess Mm -hmm. in flowing robes you've seen this right no oh so when they snatch her and bring her back the next thing she's wearing all black with like black lipstick and jet black hair she looked like a goth chick yeah and uh She's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't the, think that was the, the look they were going for. <laughs> the scenes were already really great all through the movie, but when Tim Curry was on screen, oh, it, it was one of the most frightening image of him as dark. Have you seen what he looks yeah, like as yeah, darkness? Absolutely. He's got those huge horns. Yeah. And he said that he had to wear those like uh, those they, lifts. They were lifts that brought him up on the on off the ground like two and a half feet. Oh wow! Which is a shitload. Hell of yeah, dude! So basically stilts. Yeah, and the horns weighed like twenty five pounds. Wow! So he, it was not easy for him to get in the makeup and do his shit. I'm it sure, was like, yeah. walk me across the stage. Let's do our shit and get the hell out. Yeah, and then and it seems where he's down. dancing with her yeah. and everything. But they were cleverly did it. And his voice, man, it was just Can't a you ghost. Make some cardboard. <laughs> know, right? Cardboard some horns for the far, for the wide shot. Come on. <laughs> Another thing I should mention about this too. This was. 
I grew, we grew up watching oh, this yeah. with right. the Tangerine Dream. Tangerine yeah. Dream is like an 80s kind of band that did a lot of um, music sc- scores for movies back in the day, and they're good. I like them in a lot of I stuff. I like them. They were good in to Live and Die, in, live in, LA. Die in L.A. They, they have like a dream type quality, almost like a, a, a 2000 trance music. Uh-huh. Like, it's like a but Rabbit it was the a, Moon But song it was a playing. band, so they could morph into rock songs, yeah. and they had guitars in the background. And it was pretty good, but... and. At the time, I loved it uh, for a legend. And then later on, when DVDs started coming out and the Blu-rays, they said, you know, Jerry Goldsmith did a score for this that he says is the best score he's ever done. And uh, we're going to release both versions. And they released that one with Jerry Goldsmith, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Took the movie to a whole nother level. It really tells you a lot what music can do for a film. It can take it from this dream-type quality, like, hey, let's show this movie to our 10-year-old, to should we show this to our 10-year-old? Right, (laughs) Because the the music made it evil as shit. So if you're out there and if you – it depends, I guess, on which type of mood you're in. You know, If you want to do that lighthearted version, watch the old one with the Tangerine Dream. But that new one with Jerry Goldsmith's score is like next level good. Hell yeah! I dude. think that's really the one that I had because I had a, I had a deluxe box. You had set. that one. It had. It, it was the clear it. case yeah, that yeah, had yeah, both yeah. DVDs that never stayed in there. Yeah, you did have that version. But they did a similar thing with uh, uh, with a couple movies where they were replacing scores. But I like that. You have that Blu-ray where you can have that opportunity to watch whatever version you like. Because I completely am uh, sympathetic for those people that are like, but I grew up with that version, you know? Because right. I, that's exactly how I feel with the Star Wars movies. Right. Don't fuck with the Star Wars yeah. movies. <laughs> I hear you're fucking with the Indiana Jones movies. I'm getting on, yeah. I'm getting on an airplane. So they were German electronic band. They did Risky Business, Firestarter, nice. Legend, Three Fire Firestarter, they were really good. Near three Dark, high. Shy People, Miracle Mile. Oh, I love Miracle Keep, Mile. Keep Thief. was great, too. Oh, Thief was awesome. That's another Michael Mann movie. So Michael Mann must have really been a fan of them because there's a couple Michael Mann films and in there. And they do a bunch of soundtracks for Grand Theft Auto. Oh, oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, they have a very 80s feel. So, All right, cool. All right, so our next category is serial killers. Did you do your you demon? You didn't do yours. You're jumping Our ahead. next category is Paul doing <laughs> <his> <laughs> demon. <laughs> he didn't want to do a demon. Yeah. Right, sorry, I end up going on a rant on Legend at the end there. I thought it was my own. <laughs> <laughs> All we, right. we're we've done this before yeah, we promise spoil it, that serial killer. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so let's go demons here so mine is 1988 so this is a little bit more of a fun one but it's also I had some uh, special effects in it that were next level and this is Night of the Demons 1988 huh. do you remember Night of the you ever seen Night of the Demons the Demon Night right Different from Demon Knight. Okay. <laughs> also a great movie. Yeah, I've never seen this uh, one. Oh, man, or or if I have, I just don't remember. Oh, man, well, this is going to be fun. Paul explaining all the great stuff. About this. <laughs> so this was right up there with, uh, you ever seen Return of the Living Dead? Yes. Yeah, that kind of the same humor is is totally in Night of the Demons. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, Return of the Living Dead, you'll definitely be a fan of Night of the Demons. So Night of the Demons dealt really well in, with, like, those typical like there's 10 actors in this movie and they're all like one's the slut one's the uh the virgin uh one's the one runs around one's, naked the whole movie uh, <laughs> uh, one's the token black guy who's the only smart guy in the entire film uh mm-hmm. one of them is there's this uh couple this asian girl and another guy there's the fat kid that's really funny uh doing his shit there's the tough guy that everyone doesn't uh want to have to deal with crashing the party right. so it's all centered around a halloween party that's going to be taking uh, place at Hull House, which is this notoriously haunted house. Uh-huh. And the movie starts out with uh, meeting all the different teenagers, and it's a total like 
nudity fest like splatter movie and everything so Uh it opens with leona quigley who's uh, a famous horror scream queen if you're a big fan of horror films she was the girl in return living dead that That was completely naked naked the whole movie dancing on the uh (laughs) dancing on the uh the grave uh stone and everything and she's famous in that she'll you know if you see her in in one of these old horror movies she's taking her clothes off but she's really good too and she she gets the like uh the cheesiness of horror films uh even before people understood it themselves and and uh, so it started with her like bending over with uh, with her dress like basically on her back and showing her panties, uh, and the two clerks at the grocery store just staring at her as her friend goes along and sh- shoplifts everything uh-huh. <laughs> from yeah. the store. So That's she's a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just s- sitting there and everything and uh, staring at her, eating chips while she's uh, bending over and she's just going around blatantly stealing shit. And they walk out the. She says something crude to the guys and they walk out and everything and realize that they're on the way to the party and everything. So you're seeing all these kids kind of getting there. But the main girl is Angela and she's the only. There's been uh, Night of the Demons. Two, three, four, and a remake. Oh wow! And I think there's been a sequel to the remake too. And <laughs> the only character char- uh, character that kind of transcends the first one is the Angela character. Uh-huh. So basically, what happens? They all get to the house. One guy crashes it. They you can tell who's going to hook up, who's not going to hook up. Right. And they decide at the very beginning of the party, let's have a seance. And they oh, uh, that's always good. <laughs> always good. And but they're going to do it a little differently. And this was they had a couple creative shots in this movie, and one of the big ones was this mirror shot. So they had this great mirror that. They were like, I found this in the other room, and she's like, Oh, I can do, I can do something cool with this mirror, and so it's like a different type of sounds where they all sit in front of the mirror, and they were like, uh, uh, I'm gonna talk to the mirror, and at some point it's gonna cloud up, and we're gonna see this demon that we're talking to, and everything, uh-huh. and so she chants what she's gonna chant, and. Uh, it starts fogging up, and the the funny guy makes a comment, and they all turn and like uh, start giving him shit or something. And the one one girl saw the demon in the uh, in the mirror. Oh yeah, and, and then it disappeared, and she jumped up in the mirror like uh, shattered in like twelve different shards. And they were angled a certain way. This this shot must have taken them half of their production. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> pointing they, towards each one of them. Or each something? no, they had a. Uh, it was all on the ground. All the different shards, uh, and everyone was on their mark, so they were framed up perfectly in each of oh, the shards. Oh, in each of the shards, right? Yeah, almost to represent all the. This has been shattered. They're all their individual now, and it's going to attack all of them. Huh. So basically, it uh, it got into. Uh, uh, the girl that saw her in the uh, uh, in the shard, I think, gets it first. But basically, what happens? It gets in one of them. They attack another one, and another demon is created, and everything. And they're systematically killing off everyone. But the demons are uh, kind of multiplying by uh, every time that it happens. But there's some really nasty uh, makeup in this movie, and some really crazy effects. And every time anyone mentions Night of the Demons. Uh, who's a fan of it? They always think of one scene. There's one scene in the movie. I don't care how much of a fan you are in this movie. Mm-hmm. You think of the lipstick scene. The tagline for this is "Get yourself a compact for your damn <laughs> lipstick." I think, you, I think I've seen. You've seen clip the scene somewhere? Yeah. Where Leona Quigley, okay, Leona Quigley has already been turned into a demon, and uh-huh. she's sitting by herself on the floor in a room. And someone had uh, she tried to make out with somebody and turn into a demon, and they ran away and everything. So she's in the room by herself, and someone's about to come in. Uh-huh. And <laughs> when she comes in, uh, he, she turns, and she's already painted like a heart in lipstick on her on her face, uh-huh. and she looks off, and she's got her shirt completely. Uh, 
open uh-huh. and she takes the lipstick and she presses it and they they show her completely <clears throat> topless and then they cut back and there's an application there but it's so damn good that you would never know it it's probably the best application i've ever seen so she tapes her lipstick and she pushes pushes it up against her left nipple and so it's like pointing towards her nipple uh-huh. and she pushes it with her thumb and it goes into her boob what? and disappears and the nipple like goes in and then boop pops right back up the fuck? and you're like what the fuck was that random shit yeah. and they don't mention it again you don't know what happens to what the lipstick the it's never mentioned again and you're like holy fuck she just pushed a, a stick of lipstick in so her that's in her boob. where women keep that yeah that's what I'm saying man <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she ends up attacking this guy's face and uh, ripping it off and it goes down to this like only two survivors and uh, it's some nasty type stuff man so if you're into those like really great 80s kind of splatter fests uh kind of flicks this is the one man night of the demons hell yeah so i know this has been built up to be a big (laughs) category so the next one is serial killers it rubs the lotion on its skin it does this whenever it's told all right (laughs) so uh i really liked uh, you you said this you could go anywhere with this uh, this category oh yeah yeah And, and you said this the other day well a couple pods ago anyways um this movie just kind of revamped horror in the 90s um and it is, know it is. Yeah. scream absolutely um <clears throat> yeah around 90 was it 93 or 94 uh, i think, I think it yes out. i think it when, might have been when 94, you were see. when you were talking about the last movie and you were saying oh there was a stereotypical oh yeah 96 that kid the stereotypical that was this like, too yeah this is where Jamie Kennedy's character like understands yeah. the yeah. concept of that stuff. Yeah. And it was hilarious that they it was had making, that It was element. making fun of horror movies. Yeah. They were making fun of the but horror movies. this was genre. also, yeah. what's his... Wes Craven's journey back to the top. Yeah. Yeah. And inadvertently, I mean, it could have went wrong, you know, but he... Could have. Because he was really... He had, is it Drew Barrymore was <coughs> he the opening Drew Barrymore yeah, was, was the, the opening, opening sequence, oh, but... Man. Yeah. For Wes Craven, he had been doing really great stuff for the longest time, but his stuff started getting a little stale, you know, with Vampire in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Loved that movie, by the way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Scream brought him back. It had a great script by Kevin Williamson, uh, who went on to do a whole bunch of other shit and everything, and it just gelled perfectly. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what was... Because it was, a on the surface, it's this creepy-ass serial killer slasher film, but it's yeah. also kind of a tongue-in-cheek comedy film. Yeah, absolutely. Where it does not take itself seriously through the whole thing. Yeah. And that's kind of what it does is make fun of the horror genre. Yeah. Um, Right from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, you know, just that first opening scene, Drew Barrymore is just chilling at the house. You know, she's getting ready to watch a movie. The phone rings. You know, so, oh, you must have the wrong number. and Such an iconic scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so she hangs up on him and he calls back two or three more times and she keeps hanging up and finally he's like, you know, or no, they they chat for a little while, yeah. um, and she's making the popcorn and stuff like that. Chicken pop. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> was scared. Was Matt the one that was scared of that? It was really some one. It was either you or Matt. Who me? Oh, I had it explode on me because <laughs> mom would always tell you. It just six bands. It's never going to explode. Never, <laughs> never going to explode. I had Jimmy Pop explode on me twice in my life. Oh, wow. Thankfully, I have a flat top stove. I ain't doing it anymore. Yeah. They li- that they that in the 80s are can't. gone. Yeah. <laughs> they sell that stuff anymore? Yeah, it's at Walmart. You can buy it at Dude, Walmart. Nice. Yeah. It was awesome growing yeah. up. Yeah, it's not as good now. <laughs> After you've had microwave popcorn, they've kind of perfected that shit Yeah, now. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's on the phone with her, and she's basically... 
he says, rather than saying, I want to know who I'm talking to, he says, I want to know who I'm looking at. And yeah. she's like, what? Yeah. You know, and that kind of starts off the, okay, here we go. And she goes to hang up and he's like, you know, if you hang up on me, I'll gut you, yeah. you know? And so she doesn't hang up. And they, you know, she had said she was getting ready to watch a scary movie. So mm-hmm. he starts in with the questions. He's like, all right, we're going to play yeah. a game, you know? And, uh, I forget what the uh, the like example question is, but the real question is who was the killer in Friday the Thirteenth? You yeah. know, and she's like Jason Voorhees. You know, I think and, that was a Freddy question, which was a direct homage. to Yeah, Wes oh, Craven. that's right, because yeah, it was yeah. Wes Craven. Yeah, because yeah. she said the first one was good, but all the other ones sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, the way this movie is set up, it really allowed you to not only make fun of the genre that you could you could literally steal from everyone throughout, yeah. because that's kind of the joke. Yeah. You know? Um, like this being very similar to this this whole conversation being that she's having on the phone is kind of a direct steal from uh, uh, Wait Until Dark? No, no. the uh, other one, uh, someone is calling. St- stranger Calls. Stranger Calls. Right. When, a stra- when a Stranger Calls. Yeah. yeah. Calls um, coming from within the house. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, but and the other thing, too, is like because until you find out at the end who the killer is, mm. um, you know, there's times where you're like, Dude, how is he doing this? Because this yeah. is over here is going on yeah. and da 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 and you know or it kept he, you guessing she, that first time you saw it. Yeah, they made the few different people uh, look like they exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and I saw this at least four times in the theater. It I was one of those ones that I took people to, and I was like, "This is the." It was like I remember it came out that it was the only good movie that had come out for weeks yeah. too. Yeah. So it was like a no brainer. They did their only plan. good scary movie that had come out for in sure. Quite a while. Horror movies were the '90s were interesting for horror movies because it they had a lot of really good ones early on and then they had a amazing ones later in the 90s mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of Wes Craven ones with uh, Candyman and Nightbreed and Lord of Illusion and all oh, those yeah. movies but the Final, Final Destination. Destination that was early 2000s though oh, that might, might have been 98, 99 but I know they carried through there mm. so yeah there was that lull at least that year I yeah. know for sure where you were like man I've been waiting for this yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I mean you again this is another one that's been out for some time you want me to give you, away you the, ending, the ending I don't have to there's so many other good um, stuff we can talk about yeah like I, what's your favorite who's your favorite character in the movie um, I mean, this, that's what this movie is all about. Jamie Kennedy's my favorite. I like would Jamie probably Kennedy? say Dewey. I see. I love uh, is that Matthew? Oh no, you like Dewey? Yeah, uh, Deputy um, Dewey. Yeah, Deputy that's Dewey. Awesome, Dewey that's What's right. his real name? Um, uh, Arquette. Yeah, David yeah, Arquette. David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. met his uh, future wife in this yeah, movie. Courtney Cox. Who would have thought? You know? He was the generosity of uh, the generosity <laughs> of women never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David, but you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he knew yeah, he was I, I really, you know, and even that little mini story within itself yeah. about, you know, Gail Weathers and, yeah. and Officer Dewey. Or Cotton and, uh, Worthy, who is uh, our buddy, uh, what's his name? Leif Schreiber. Uh, Leif Schreiber, yeah. before he was like uh, huge. He yeah, just came this in was his kind Worthy. of beginning, yeah. More so in number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Matthew Lillard. I thought Matthew Lillard because I was a huge was Matthew Lillard fan. Is he the from, one uh, from Hackers and one. Thirteen Ghosts? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's great. Well, he was in a, bad movies, though. but he was yeah. in that SLC <laughs> Punk. Scooby Doo. Yeah, he was going to put Scooby Doo. He was actually good. Oh, he was great in Scooby Doo. Oh, I'm sure he was. He was. He was totally. What's his name? Shaggy. Shaggy. I mean, come on, man. He was great in it. Skeet Ulrich was really good in this movie. I loved Nev Campbell in this movie. Yeah, she was fantastic. She's kind of. 
I don't know where she is. Where the hell's Nev yeah. Campbell? Oh, you know what I also came out shit. around this time, and it was decent but not as good, was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. That yeah. came out after this. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a... Uh, it was it was uh, there. A product of this. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, because when they realized, oh, let's stick this these works. good... This yeah. Let's stick these good-looking people in the movie mm-hmm. and uh, kill them one by one, because that's when you had Michelle Geller and you right. had Ryan Phillippe and... Uh, yeah. yeah. What are you waiting for, uh, huh? You got to <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. But, she, uh, she wasn't that good early on in her career. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, I I mean, you know, and like all the serial killing is going on, so the kids are no longer in school, so they're having the party, and that's when Jamie Kennedy starts talking about the rules, and I love- You guys don't know the rules? Yeah, and I love, right (laughs) after he's done explaining the rules, the guy's going to go and get another beer, and he's like, I'll be right back, you know, and they're like, oh, don't say that. It it kind of got uh, a little stale to me by the time three happened, but I did like two. I like their, like, the sequels are never better, man, and they're like going off on the sequel (laughs) thing. And so, you know, I texted you yesterday, and I said I was going to put Scream on instead of Scream 4. Yeah. I can't even remember Scream 4. Dude, I I, I'm it. sure I liked I it. Either. I own it. I'll give it to you to, to watch. Well, I'll own like, it if you think it's good. I'll buy it. Uh, I, I mean, 2, 3, and 4 were... Or 2 and I, 3 seen, were... I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, uh, 2 and 3 were okay. 4 was kind of like, to me, it was almost like what Scream did to the horror genre, yeah. you know, by kind of making fun of it. Yeah. They kind of went back to that for yeah. 4, and, and that's... It's also I, all about the characters and the actors in it, too. You yeah, know? yeah. Who I, was in 4? Um, I mean, everybody. It, it was everybody it, that didn't die in one. Yeah, everybody that could <laughs> made it through one, yeah. two, and three. You know, like they, <laughs> how many people could that be? Well, Not many. you had Deputy Nev Campbell, Dewey, and, Dewey and, uh, Courtney, and, uh, Cox, Courtney Cox, and, and um, I think maybe that's about it. Probably. But, yeah, but that because one was Jamie good Kennedy too. killed he him number it. two. If they knew they were going to do four, they probably wouldn't have killed him. Off yeah, in number yeah. two because he was a good. He was. The, he was like the Charlie Day of that time. You know. Yeah, he really was. He was. Yeah, and. Yeah, Wes Craven like could do whatever the hell he wanted after this, and he, he went on. It's a shame he's not with us anymore. I know, he was dude. fabulous. I almost forget that he's dead half the time. I, I do, know? too. Like, he like, does Wes Craven. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. I bet you he remembers asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> all right, all right, Dave. Serial killers. This is a tough one because, as you know. This I'm, isn't directly a horror movie, that one you picked here, I think, right? Or unless you're just changing it up on me. Would you consider what you're about to say a horror no, movie? No, not really. Yeah, it's, not really. It's interesting. Which serial killers will kind of cross between that and drama. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, this, it, when it came out, it was literally, I think I watched it, and then I just watched it again afterwards. Mm-hmm. I liked it so much. Uh-huh. It was yeah. one of Christian Bale's first movies. Not, oh, oh, not his first What's movie. the name? What's the name? Oh. American Psycho. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was a weird one, too, man. This is one of the ones you couldn't show to a whole lot I'll, of people. I'll tell you, I've only seen that movie one time, but I remember most of it yeah. very well. It sticks it's with just, you. It, it is. It, it does just stick is, with you. You know, and you know, I won't get ahead of this myself. This was Brett Easton Ellis, and if anyone out here is a reader, uh, and if you like Brett Easton Ellis, he's very similar to Chuck Palachnik, who did Fight Club. They're just very strange. And he is very uh, – Brett Easton Ellis also did Less Than Zero, if you've seen that, with Robert Downey Jr. And uh, he did that great movie, The Informers, which we'll have to talk about on a pod yeah. here. Very – that's a hard one to watch. It's a hard it's, one it's to really watch. It's really good. It's really like, good. He directed that. That was one of the first things. Or no, that was a direct – he actually wrote the script for it, and usually most people are adapting right. his books like they did with American Psycho. But he's obsessed with uh, yuppies, and he's obsessed uh, obsessed with uh, rich people, objects, sort of, you know, objects and people's obsession yeah. with uh, objects and material wealth and everything, and and the no, absurdity no, of it, and the absurdity of it, and that's why it's always kind of also had like a tongue in cheek in it too. You 
talked to a lot of people who've seen American Psycho. A lot of people are unbelievably horrified by it, and a lot of people will borderline put it on comedy. Right. Because I yeah. It, I mean, it had it violence, makes, but makes it me was, laugh a lot through it. I laugh. Yeah, through the whole through the whole thing. thing. I'm laughing. It's you funny. know, there's a couple of there's a couple of disturbing scenes. When he's talking about like Phil Collins, yeah. When he's and, talking about Phil Collins, and he's just you could see the passion in his voice, oh, or like uh, the Huey Lewis yeah. one. But it wasn't until their second album, <laughs> and the way he like pulled out the uh, the yeah. albums and everything. And do you have a Chow or something? <laughs> no, I do not <laughs> do you have a Chow Hammers thing. Yeah, like his, Jared Leto, the newspaper. Jared Leto his, was great in this. His character, like the way he spoke to people. That I mean, honestly, and I and I've said this before too. Like Christian Bale did such a good job in that movie that like. I hate that fucking movie. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I love it. It's great, yeah. you know, but like, I hate that movie because I have to listen to his pompous ass oh, yeah. character's they teach voice. This like, movie in a lot of uh, not only film schools, like but psychology, uh, psychology classes. classes. Yeah. Christina took a psychology class and it was specifically mentioned for, uh, so he's like a, uh, what do you narcissistic call it? Narcissistic. Narcissistic. Uh, what do you call it? Sociopath. Yeah. He was like a narcissistic sociopath or something like that. Uh, because <laughs> today's word is narcissistic sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, and I mean, sadistic <laughs> I'm as a hell. Narcissistic sociopath. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess it would be more psychopath. So, yeah. Sociopath and psychopath, two different things. Yeah, they yeah, are. That's true. I guess he. Had I guess it is psychopath because it is yeah. called American Psycho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I'm one step away? <laughs> I, I'm my one business my card. American I'm one business card away from yeah. falling off the cliff. I'm, I'm happy to hear that my uh, script for American Sociopath is still yeah. viable. <laughs> My favorite part through the movie is when, like the when they're showing the business cards right. to everybody, and you can see him almost faint when he sees Jared. Uh, how awesome Jared Leto's! Yeah, or no, the the gay guy. They yeah. had the raised. He, he was bone of the interior monologues. What with a bone finish? Yeah. With raised lettering. <sighs> Why don't you tell us as much as you can about uh, what's actually going on here? Though we haven't really mentioned what's happening in this film. So okay, he, give us the pumpkin head breakdown. <laughs> the pumpkin head breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> so basically. Christian Bale plays this yuppie, up and coming vice president of a company you don't know about. In the 80s. You don't know what he's doing in the yeah. 80s. In the eighties, trying. He's more. He wants to fit in. He says that a few times. He's like, "Well, they're asking why he does he's that." He's like, always I want concerned about his in. image. He, they do that. You get a good glimpse of his character at the beginning when he's talking about his, his routine. Yeah. I do. A, I do crutches every day. I'm yeah. up to a thousand now. That's crazy. I, I use an oatmeal scrub with a light mint mask. Yeah, yeah. But I don't use alcohol because it dries your face out. And he yeah. goes through this, and you're like, "This is fucking ridiculous. Why yeah. are they talking about this?" And then there's passion in the music, but it's almost like the violence. You don't even know if it's taking place or not because yeah. when it does happen, but the people that, around that them, was what was weird about it that a lot of people did not get the ending or yeah. were not happy with the fact that it could be multiple yeah. endings. Yeah, like when he killed all the bodies and in, in that and once he took over Jared Leto's apartment. Yeah. And I remember my one he of my just had to scenes, kill a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> when the when the prostitute he picked up the first time yeah. that he beat that was the only disturbing scene was when he was having the threesome. Yeah. And then yeah, with the you chainsaw realized or no. Well, that, well, that was disturbing. It's kind of disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> he drops a chainsaw from like the third balcony, oh, and he does like, that scream. Yeah. <sighs> he's running naked through the yeah, hallway with, with shoes, the chainsaw, sneakers on, and sneakers on. And that's it, covered in blood. Yeah. But then they come, they come back to the apartment later, and it's all cleaned up. Remember, they were yeah. showing it. 
and he's not realizing what's real and what's not real. Yeah. And you and that phone call he makes to his neither lawyer, does the viewer. You know. Yeah. I just had to kill a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like I killed. I don't know a hooker. I tried cooking and I ate brains. <laughs> and it's like and then when he meets the guy at the party later on and he was like, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like the lawyer was saying how funny it was. It's a very interesting movie, you know. Yeah. And you can't pin it down. And um, Reese Witherspoon's <clears throat> I forgot about her tiny right little there, role yeah. as his fiance. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about her. She too. had, she was funny too. She was funny. Yeah, but the I, whole movie was absurd. His obsession with, with, eighties <laughs> pop songs, right like, at the time. Yeah, were great. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I oh, go ahead. Uh, <coughs> Jared Leto was the part with Jared Leto. I think was everyone's oh, yeah. favorite part when it came. And no one could remember his name either because he brings Jared Leto back to his apartment. And I'll break this scene down because this is my favorite. Uh, he brings Jared Leto back to his apartment. He hates Jared Leto. Jared Leto's the up and comer that he wishes he was, and he every has time, a number one account. Yeah, and every time Jared Leto does something, he feels like it reflects badly on him. So he invites him back to his apartment. We've already seen him kill people and just be sadistic. Right. He's got when Jared Leto's sitting there and he's they're already drunk when they get back there. There's already newspaper all over the ground, <laughs> and he literally puts a plastic. Uh, Patrick Bateman puts a plastic like windbreaker slicker on and everything and he's talking about he's playing uh, Hip to be Square by uh, Huey Lewis. (laughs) There's a story behind this too. I'll tell that after that. But uh, and Jared Leto's looking around and he's like do you have a chow or something? What's with all these newspapers on there? And then uh, you just see him shuffling around in the (laughs) background and then he calls his name and he raises the axe and he just buries it in his head and he uh, he hits him like four or five other times. Blood's all on him and everything. And for some reason, you like you, you don't completely hate Patrick Bateman, which you really, really should. Because right. it's really weird should. when these villains are so charismatic. He could yeah. have been on our villain pod for like yeah. charismatic. I think, I think he was. But let me carry, so. carry that scene out even further. He puts the body in a bag yeah. and he's dragging it out to the street to put it in the back of a yeah. cab. And one of his friends sees it and he looks at it and he goes, "Oh my god." Is that a designer bag? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, <laughs> you totally missed the oh, point of them being a And to go back to the uh, the Huey Lewis thing, Huey Lewis pulled his song. He didn't pull his song from the movie. <laughs> he still wanted to get paid. Yeah. Uh, but he, I guess, renegotiated or pulled it from the soundtrack. Oh, that's because right. Because he said it was way too violent. He had no idea. Come on, dude. It's it's American Psycho. Uh, <laughs> read the book first of yeah. all, or before you agree to do that type of thing. But yeah, he pulled it from the soundtrack. So he whatever, it's in the film. Good. It's in the film, and it probably got like so many more downloads after it came out oh, and yeah, purchases yeah. because of it. Because a lot of people, every era, people don't. You, we take for granted that everyone doesn't know the '80s songs, right? That we know and we love. Then people are like, what is that song? Oh, yeah. Hip <laughs> to be square. <laughs> <laughs> this song is square. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. For, my, for me, with serial killers, and I'm going to go a little random here, uh, and there's a lot of ones I wanted to put on here. You know, I wanted to put Jamie Gunn from uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's such a great one on here. But for me, one of the best serial killer films, and it's very low-key, is 1980s Maniac. A lot of people probably haven't seen this film. And when I think Maniac, this time period of the late 70s, early 80s, I think of two movies when I think of horror of that time period when you think like New York gritty horror. And one of them is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And one of them is Maniac. Have you you seen Maniac? No, the only thing I can think of is Maniac Cop. Yeah, that was done in the 80s. Another great movie. (laughs) Maniac Cop was a good movie. But for... Maniac, we've got Joe Spinell 
comes in, and this was Isn't a very Godfather? low budget. Was he one of the? He was. He was the one that shot Mo Green. He That's was right. also the one at the senator. And he says, "Yeah, we got a lot of button men or something like that." He said something funny, and yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, joked yeah, about. That's right. Huh. I can't remember what the line was, but he was in that. He was in Rocky. He was uh, Rocky's. Uh, uh, he was Rocky's friend, the leader of the mob that yeah. was giving him money and everything and yeah. giving him jobs to go beat people up down to the docks and right. everything. He was in the front row with him. Now, Joe Spinell, just to tell you, give you a little background on him, he was a fixture in New York, like the acting community, and he was really good friends with a lot of people. A lot and of, he was in the mob. A lot of people loved him. No, he was a he was a really <laughs> kind-hearted guy that... Uh, trying that, to say the mob didn't that have kind to, guys, too? Uh, no, no, man. Joe Spinell was a friggin' uh, saint, this guy. And he helped other actors way more than they helped himself. He would really partition for other actors to get roles and everything. And he became like best friends with Spielberg, with Francis Ford Coppola, with uh, all those other New York directors, Scorsese. (laughs) And I had heard, I saw a video of, uh, and this wasn't even about Joe Spinell. I saw a video of Spielberg watching the, uh, the announcing of the, um, the nominations for Best Picture in 1975 when Jaws was nominated. Oh, wow. And Joe Spinell's like on the couch with him in the back. And I was like, holy shit, it's Joe Spinell. No he just shit. ends up appearing everywhere. <laughs> well, he wanted huh. to do, and he actually did this movie the same time he was filming Nighthawks with Stallone because he was, uh, him and Stallone were best friends. Uh, and Stallone always made sure that he put him in some uh, movies. So Spinell came on as a producer of this film. Uh, so he put a shitload of money in. So three hundred fifty thousand dollars, Dave. Why don't you tell us how cheap three hundred fifty thousand dollars is for a movie? I guarantee the opening scene of Tropic Thunder costs more than three hundred. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My bags cost more than three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, so it was like, and I guess from what I heard, that Spinell put like all the money he had into it. Uh, and the other producer, <laughs> if we had paid for all of our stuff that oh, we God. did for Project Threshold, it would have been three hundred fifty. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really would have. So. He had uh, where he got the big chunk of his money at three hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars came from uh, this producer that said, "I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars, but you got to put my wife in as the the main uh, girl in the movie." And she ended up becoming a Bond girl. She became a good actress, and she was a Bond girl. She was the girl in uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. But the only unbelievable thing in this movie is that she was obsessed with Joe Spinell, and Joe Spinell is like this nasty ass kind of. overweight just yeah. staying in Pock the apartment uh, not sort taking of. a shower type of guy mm-hmm. and he was obsessed with it was a very psycho element to it which also kind of crossed over to Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a little bit mm-hmm. because what he did was he was obsessed with his mom he was always talking to himself he was always yeah. like check split that, personality check that right off the list yeah. <laughs> no, concerning behavior oh god but he's never saying the word mother like uh, kind of Mother Anthony Perkins would do. Yeah. He so you not sure at times who he's talking about, but you see mannequins all around the room. Oh, and what he's doing is he's going out and he's one. killing these women and he's scalping them and he's bringing their scalps back and he's uh, like tacking them to the heads what? of the mannequins the and fuck? then he'll he'll dry hump the mannequins or he'll he'll do all this crazy shit. But there's a couple very well known scenes in this movie and uh, one of them is the first one. He takes this prostitute home and he's really nice to her and everything and all of a sudden he just chokes her out and they show the scene and i should mention tom savini who is in his prime not in his prime at this time but he was about to be because this was the same year as friday 13th 
this happened right after Friday Thirteenth because uh, Savini still had some of his props from Friday Thirteenth, and he used like Betsy Palmer's like uh, decapitated head uh-huh. at some point and the body at some point uh, in the film. So the actual showing of the scalp scene. So he like ran this kind of effective looking razor over the thing, and he peeled back that head like an orange man, and it showed the the skull. And it, really it was it was creepy, man. And this was 1980, but the the big scene in this movie, and I I'll uh, leave a lot of what's going on in the movie in case anyone wants to co- go see it because it's a perfect Friday night slasher film if you're <laughs> at home. If you could find it though, because yeah. this I, it was remade with uh, uh, Elijah Wood playing the character, and that, really? that one you can find on really? Netflix. Yeah, Elijah Wood playing that. Yeah, character? that's crazy. it's very interesting. I think uh, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, it's Not called Maniac, it, and there's but... a new series on Netflix called Maniac that has Jonah Hill and Emma Stone in it. So oh, okay. there's a lot of things I, that are I've, confusing the, yeah, the name okay. Maniac. So you'd have to look for the 1981. But the big scene, and this was Savini's big thing but this was also the moment where gene siskel walked out of the theater uh, and refused to watch the rest of the movie wow and just kind of shit canned it and then it became might have helped, died might have helped well it died in the theater yeah. but on uh on video, they were like pimping the fact that uh, yeah. Gene Siskel couldn't Siskel even watch walked it. Yeah. That would be the yeah. tagline. Yeah. Right Hell above yeah. That's our tagline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Gene Siskel. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> so, Go watch some Bone Tomahawk. I'm <laughs> scalping in that movie. Well, this too. was oh, a great God. scene, though. So, uh, Tom Savini's playing himself. He gets, oh. he gets into the car with He's this girl from himself. a nightclub. He's not like, I'm Tom Savini. No, that's car. true. That's true. <laughs> so he comes in as, a, as an actor, which he has done in films, too. He was, he was not in he Dawn did of the Dead. He was movies. in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. He that's played right. Sex Machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Come on, Sex Machine. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. <laughs> so he gets into this car with this girl, and they end up deciding to park in a parking lot and make out stay. Under, the, br- under the bridge in New York City. Yeah. Oh, it was like, it's like the worst possible place yeah. to go. <laughs> hey, you want to go get murdered tonight? <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Under the bridge. Under the bridge. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so they get out from the front seat and they get in the back seat. And uh, shortly before, they're like making out and he's feeling her up and everything. And all of a sudden, she sees Spinell's face outside the, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, out the window. And I mean, she's freaking out. Someone's out the window. Someone's out the window. Bring me home. Bring me home. So yeah. he gets out, gets in the front seat. And she gets in the front seat, and they start the car. And when he starts the car and he hits the headlights, you see Spinell about... 20 feet maybe from the headlights with a shotgun in his hand oh, and fuck. he runs and jumps on top of the hood oh, and squats fuck. down and it's a it's like a uh, a, a long double barrel a double barreled shotgun oh, 12, gauge. And 12 gauge and he points it through the uh thing and apparently according to Savini he was controlling the activation of his own like head in the uh on the prop so he makes sure it was, it was a done right back frame with like it was back you were watching it back from the of back, his head right and he had a fake head up there and he exploded that thing right when he fired that uh that blank or whatever he uh, had yeah and uh it exploded it like if you shot a like watermelon that yeah. close oh and it, wow I, it, Went forward. It didn't co- totally decapitate from the body, so the body fell forward and then flopped back, oh, and the wow. blood went all over the girl. Cisco's like, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, they said that this. They didn't even try to uh, submit it to the uh, to the board for a ratings. Uh, oh wow. They knew it was going to get next. They were like, "Fuck it, we don't care." Yeah. So this was one of those underground movies that in the. Uh, the front cover. I remember seeing this at like Video Junction when we were kids. It was, oh wow! It was like a big. It was just from the 
from like kind of the chest down on a guy wearing jeans and he's got like a big bulge in his pants Whoa. and he's holding like this woman's head like by the hair oh, fuck. like a decapitated head and he yeah. had a big uh, butcher knife in one hand and I was that's like, the movie box that's the movie box <laughs> from like the VHS and people were it had like warnings on the front yeah, and everything which and, people are and, like I want to see that well there yeah. were certain movies back then in the 80s where they uh, they would not rent you at the video store yeah the three that come to mind, one was a series, which was The Faces of Death. Yeah. You weren't going to get rented that if you were a little kid. The yeah. other Toxic the other Avenger. was Maniac. Toxic Weird Avenger. enough, yeah, Toxic Avenger. So there is another one. Toxic Avenger, Maniac, and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Those were movies that they let you know. Mm-hmm. Clockwork Orange was another big one that they weren't going to rent to anybody. Huh. Just anybody because it had some extreme scenes. I, in did, it, I took a film class that spent a week on that film. Yeah, Oh, yeah. You could. Oh, easily. Wow. All right, so the next category we're about to start is witches. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. <laughs> All right. Um, I had two for this category. It was you only hard. get one. It was, hard, on, to, it was to, hard to narrow down. Um, but since you guys hadn't seen the other Snow one, White. I went. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I should have done that too. Oh, man. Um, I that went with. Yeah, right? Uh, I went with uh, The Conjuring. Nice. And I know I've seen The Conjuring. I have, but you're going to have to help us. I think my problem with it is I always confuse it with the one with Insidious. I always confuse it with Insidious. They came out around the same time. Yeah. Uh, And Sinister. Was this the one with Lily Taylor was in uh, The Conjuring? Or who was I'm pretty sure she was also in uh, 13 Ghosts. Or is House that the on same Haunted one? Hill, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She the one that from, was the girl. Yeah, this water, one the one with the with the light with the flame or the shape uh, yeah, of water. Lily Taylor. Is she um, the one in the shape of water? The recent one. Uh, no, no, that's not Lily Taylor. Um, Lily Taylor's old school actress. Oh, Patrick Wilson was in this. See, that's why I confuse it with uh, Insidious. Yeah. So this is about Ed and Lorraine. Wasn't Warren. he in Insidious too? I think he might have been. Yeah, I think um, that's what made it confusing. Yeah, he kind of uh, the Conjuring kind of like gave him a big boost. Yeah, um, in the horror kind of community. Yeah, and also um, Ron Livingston's in this one too. Okay. Um, so it's about uh, and there's like the whole series. This is what Annabelle's based on. This yeah. is what the nun, the is, nun based is based on. on yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah, and they I haven't, I haven't seen the one. nun yet. I, and I, I saw this. I do remember watching this for the first. This is when they went in the attic uh, at some the point. The basement is yeah. that where it was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, this genre, this genre in general has. It's a jump genre. It's almost like jump horror. You yeah. know, that would that's designed not to really gross you out, but it's designed to jump you out of your chair. Yeah, and, and it's just creepy too. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's about Ed and Lorraine Warren, who you know, it's based on a true story. However true you want to get, you know, whatever. You could put that at the beginning of the movie, yeah. even if it's not true. exactly right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine did. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's all you have to say is based yeah, yeah. on a true story. You know what I mean? <laughs> mine um, is completely true. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinated um, with films based on a true story. Yeah, right. the abridged version um so they are kind of like the world's leading paranormal investigator type people and uh they start the the movie starts off and they're telling the story of annabelle the doll which they then make the movie of later on um and so you kind of see that they're like college professors they teach like demonology stuff like that um, and then at the same time, you have Ron Livingston and Lily, I can't think of her last name. Taylor. Um, thank you. And their family, and they've moved into this house. Well, you know, the house turns out to be haunted. Um, and it starts slow at first. You know, there's like, it's really cold, or there's a smell in this room, or, oh, I think something might have touched my feet. And then all of a sudden, something's 
pulling the girl off the bed and like you know there's something behind the door the door slams so now, was some this, of the footage shot on like security cameras they would show not in that's this. more paranormal okay, yeah not yeah not in this this was um this was and i don't know if i've seen this, this took place in the <laughs> 70s 80s like you know but came out in like the 2000s because there's a group of kids that yeah. grew up with these types of movies that this is their kind of genre you know right. Because all those kind of pair well together. You know, if you like paranormal activity, you're going to like Insidious, The Conjuring, Annabelle, all those. Right, yeah. Like Haley, our our niece Haley, I'm sure she's all over these movies. And it's a good movie. You know, they all are. Um, But they're all kind of... Like The Ring. They're they're all kind of predictable. Yeah. But they they do what they do. You know, they they give you... They make you jump. It's only predictable if you've seen it before. I didn't know if you could tell... In Halloween, when we watch in Halloween, but I jumped three times. Did you in my seat? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Comfortable to jump. So yeah. <laughs> that's almost the bar for me now because it, other and if you make me jump or you gross me out, those are the two things kind of that you're kind of expecting to happen in right. horror movies. Yeah, and there's certain people that are not into gross out movies. Right, and these usually the, those movies we're mentioning about the Conjuring, they're not gross out. No, movies. there's no there's no real gross. I loved Insidious because of the uh, the. <laughs> The look of that demon, yeah, that red, super red demon face, yeah. man, yeah. that was creepy. Um, well, and so you know, also they mention the nun in this. They don't show it, but they show the origin of that. So, like, so been, that's the ghost was the nun. Really. Well, the ghost in the Conjuring is a witch that lived in. I haven't got that category. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to change um, it to the nun one. <laughs> Quick, I changed mine to nuns on the run. Yeah, <laughs> you got sister act. Get ready to go. Um, <laughs> and so, like this witch killed her own child as a sacrifice to the devil um, and then went... <laughs> That's and, hardcore. You're really yeah, into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you were two believers. You ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and right after she was caught for doing that, she went out and she hung herself from the tree that's in the backyard of this house. And right before she hung herself, she cursed anybody who took her land. So this house was like, this, you know, was her house. Um, but there was also 200 acres around there and they find out in the movie that there's been like other just mysterious deaths, you know, of children and stuff like that, that just were abnormal. Um, and, uh, you know, so you get the investigation going on and I mean, it's just, it's a spooky movie. You yeah. know, the witch in this, um, is very much, uh, similar to the witch in Pumpkinhead. you know, but she's dead and she's a demon and you know, she's fucking scary. Oh, oh yeah, man! That wind. We just is... had the wind whip up, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like something insane. Like Justin said, yeah. something wasn't supposed to say. Two hundred acres Shit, around. Move on, outside, know, right? yeah. move on, move on, move on. Conjuring, go see it. Yeah, Dave, what you got for witches? Witches based on a true story. Based on a true story tells you right at the beginning. Yeah. And when this movie came out, I don't know how many other people rushed to buy cameras to shoot movies, but. This movie probably spawned a lot of amateur filmmakers. I've got a good story um, when you say what it is. It's the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. man. And I recently... How this movie was made was probably almost as interesting as the movie itself, but we'll go into and that afterwards. Genius, because there was... If if you watched it at face... Talk, camera about, that, shots talk were, about that first the, before we talk it, about they that. They went back and forth between a black and white 16 millimeter yeah. and a digital... What was it? Handheld. Handheld yeah. Panasonic digital camera. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cheap. Uh, out of focus. Cheap piece of shit. Like shitty Jumping shots. Nobody knew what they running. were doing. Yeah. They, 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 it was the, but the camera was as much a part of the movie yeah. as the characters in the movie. Absolutely. And they weren't supposed to be actors. Right. Obviously. Right. And 
it was when it came out. It was a phenomenon. It was made for like it was, it was made like for a lot more money. Dollars. It was made for like thirty thousand. No, I think it was three hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. But I think a lot of that was marketing. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was right. Maybe they made the movie for thirty thousand. As, as far as shooting that, the movie, yeah. I mean, it's the, the it's the most it it's brought in the most money that any independent movie has ever brought in. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. No, it is. It's is it? like yeah, yeah, it's a fact. And the first. I mean, the mo- nothing really ever happens in the movie, to be honest. Well, basically, with you. The, it's well, just tell scaring. us what the basis of it is. So, th- supposedly, this filmmaker. Um, so it starts out the movie saying that three filmmakers were shooting a documentary right. in the woods, and dis- disappeared or were killed. Yeah, and they found their footage. Right. So the movie this, was supposed to be just a showing of the footage that they put together yeah. after they found it. And this spawned a, a genre itself in found footage horror, yeah. you know, because the, that, the it ring, really did that. Yeah, yeah Not a lot the, of different ones. No, well, it's interesting, just on that note right there, um, this movie came out right around the time internet was kind of getting into everybody's home. Yeah. And I remember the History Channel did a show. Okay, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, on the Blair Witch. And so, like, when I saw that on History Channel, I thought it was fucking real. My mom, our mom, too. And it wasn't just History Channel. They played on AMC. They... Uh, the filmmakers. This was the genius. This is probably where a lot of the money came. It, from. It's probably man. the most genius marketing ever put on film. So, what what they did was they hid the actors and they they made missing photos of them and they put them out. And did they, they really? And they got time on the History Channel and they played this documentary to make everyone think that this was a real thing. And holy shit, the movie comes out in a couple weeks. Right. We got to go see this. Yeah. I remember literally being on the phone with my mom. And what year did this come uh, out? Because I was... I'll look it up. It had to have been like 90, 98, It was the same year. It seemed like almost week, maybe a week earlier or a week later than Sixth Sense. So there was two movies out in the movie theater so everyone mid-90s. had to see. 99. Uh, 99. Oh, late 90s. Yeah. And uh, I remember on the phone with my mother and her like literally arguing with me that this was a real movie. Yeah. Because she saw the making of it, the documentary about <laughs> right. the real kids. Yeah. I said, that's the thing, man. Right. I said, they did that to make you think this was real and they kept <laughs> the actors hidden. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the way that they hooked It's me, been so long they could do that again to us and we would probably fall for it. Especially <laughs> with all the shit on the internet. Well, yeah. Yeah. To, to be know, honest with you, the shit, most that's what we should the do. most <laughs> frustrating it had one of the most frustrating things to me that you can ever put in a movie, and it's getting lost in the woods. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had it happen. I've gotten lost one time, but I never panicked because I knew the size of the woods we were in. If we just walked in one direction, yeah. we were eventually gonna hit. Right. But it, we would just be out in the woods for four hours and it right. would be sucky. Yeah. It was we left Canoe River Campground yeah, yeah. and got lost. But I mean shit, dude. Ocala National Forest oh, is oh, huge. Yeah. Shit. You, you know get lost I mean? in there, you, like, you, you better hope someone comes across. Exactly, you could die you know? of exposure in that size. Absolutely. Because that's probably know? a ten thousand acres. Yeah, dude. Down. I mean you just figure, oh well I'll just walk. Plus there's a lot of weirdos that live in there. Oh, that's fuck yeah. That's where um Danny, oh, Rollins yeah, Danny Rollins spent a bunch there. of time down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. There's been murders there. <laughs> <laughs> There's also worse than murders. There's been like rainbow people hanging out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for years. <laughs> so, yeah. So, th- this was basically <laughs> them getting lost in the woods. Yeah. Why, why they were out there looking for this story about a witch. But yeah, also, yeah. I mean, at, you know, at the same time, like, remember they, you know, the, the guy disappeared, but they heard him screaming at he night. Did. That was the creepy and, That was the creepy And they part. found, like, this his This was teeth. probably one of the last movies that 
creep me out. Yeah, dude. I know? mean, because everyone was creeped out by it. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Did, you couldn't help but be creeped out about it. Because yeah, when and that was the moment. And you never when you knew. when you knew he had no teeth and you could hear him screaming for help, but yeah. an inaudible like somebody had no teeth or yeah. just got knocked in the mouth yeah. would do. Yeah, and you were like, holy crap, dude. Yeah. Or how much did you want to kill the guy for losing the map? The oh yeah, and, and how but annoying see, she was, but it almost worked for the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, in the iconic way. scene that you know, yeah, where she's like crying. I'm so scared right now. I love when they when they made scary movie yeah when they were like oh my gosh yeah it was so funny that was ripe to be made fun Uh, oh yeah dude yeah but the ending of this movie man when when it happened and and how it suddenly ended and everything it was like you know the thing is is i when because i saw it in the theater and i was sitting there watching it and i was so like all for this movie until the last three seconds of the movie i was so let down but really? The ending? You never saw the witch. Oh, I had no problem with that. Oh, I had no problem with that. You never saw, you know, yeah. you never that's saw part anything. Of the, All you yeah, saw that's was perfect what you horror saw. right there. That's part man. of that's the thing horror. right there. Leave him wanting. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something they ne- never given it to him. I mean, and yeah. that's oh, the yeah. thing. I remember like uh, well, they made going that two. night out and being near the woods. You know, and they you, didn't and make a part two. They sold the rights for a bunch of money, and somebody else made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I got the numbers here if you want to hear. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. The budget of this movie was sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. So that's project threshold realm. And it made and, like thirty million worldwide. It made two hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Holy fucking shit! That's why it's the biggest money maker uh, indie film of all time. That's two hundred forty-eight million dollars. You know $60, what the funny thing is? is I bet the people that made the movie. Sold it for like they three had or four a deal. million and thought it was the most money they'd ever seen. No, they oh, had yeah. a deal that if it made over a certain amount of money, they, they, would, they would get a cut. Yeah, they would get a percentage. Awesome. Yeah, that, I had heard that that if it went over like a hundred million or something like that, that they would get a chunk. A I lawyer. think I still have three yeah. percent stake in Project Threshold. You, do. you should be pimping on that. Man. I'm, I'm it hard, man. It, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you get it sold, I'll even up your percentage. Oh fuck! All right, my next. Which movie here? And this will be officially the earliest movie we ever talked about on Fast Day with Films. Oh, wow. This is from 1939. Wow. That's an old one. And this was a classic that everyone grew up with, everyone loved, and uh, I still watch on the regular uh, every once in a while, and that is Wizard of Oz. Nice, dude. I love The Wizard of Oz. When we were younger, when we were super young, we watched This is probably the the, first thing I was ever scared at of. uh, tell the ritual every year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We were, we were young, so we were probably five, six, six years seven. old uh-huh. when my it was my mom, one of my mom's favorite movies. And back then, in like the late seventies, they it was played like once a year uh-huh. on TV, and you you knew when it was coming. It was advertised. How long was uh, this movie? Because it always seemed like it was. It was. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes. It always seemed like it was like three or four hours. hours, But no, with commercials they made it. They filled the two hour block. Sure. But uh, it was a ritual for us. So every year that was when we were allowed to because they played it like eight. So it was like eight to ten. And back then when you're five and six, we were going to bed at like eight. Yeah, you get to stay up. Yeah. So they she she allowed us to stay up. She cooked (laughs) Jiffy Pop, which gets another plug today uh, (laughs) in this thing, and we were allowed to watch this movie. But looking back, there is two movies that uh or two things that scared me the most when i was that age and i'm pretty sure universal horror movies and the wicked witch and the flying monkeys were probably the things that scared me the most when i was around five monkeys man because that's what we were (laughs) and our parents probably thought oh this is from the 30s it's so mild he can handle this at five and i was like what the hell's up with that witch (laughs) to the to the point that if you want to uh pull up something very interesting back when this movie came out 
later in the year years where kids were watching it, and this actually happened in '75, the year I was born. Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch, actually went on to Mister Rogers without oh, wow. her, without her makeup and her witch outfit to talk to kids and put the hat on and talking about make believe and pretend huh. yeah. because kids were getting sh- the shit scared out of them from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so she actually had to come on Mister Rogers and tell everyone it was all right. That's hysterical. And, and it, I. If I watched it, it was a rerun, I'm sure, uh, of Mr. Rogers because I did watch Mr. Rogers back in the day. But I must have caught this later in, uh, along in my life because I do remember that uh, episode. And it was very interesting how – because I remember back in the day uh, mom told me – she I, she told me, I remember the day where I explained to you – what was real and what wasn't in movies? <laughs> where, 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 uh, yeah, somebody yeah. got somebody got killed on the screen with like gunfire and everything. I remember mom telling me she's like, "No, he's just he's that's just his job. He yeah. goes home later that night and he has a dinner with his family and right. everything like that." <laughs> and it blew my mind. But my mom said I my mean, mouth was so wide open oh, that I, I literally thought these people were dying on, yeah. on camera. Which any kid, I guess, at some point has to have that yeah. explained to him. Yeah. <laughs> so this Paul took a shot at me later in life. He's like, <laughs> "You get to go home later." <laughs> so yeah but uh the wicked witch of the west man i mean this is such an iconic kind of image uh were you guys both fans of the wizard of oz growing up i know i was growing up i i don't think i've seen it been a while 20 25 years watch again man it's a lot more fun i i I think i i think i watched it after they colorized it and it ruined it a little bit like it's always colorized they had redone it well, in the last maybe, 20 years. maybe with super color, but that was the kind of the deal that it was always colorized. That the beginning in Kansas was black and white sepia, right. and then once then when they, they got hit, to the real, once they because the color was like ripe for this yeah, to be right. made. So I remember the then it went bright. The crap out of me. What's that? The Munchkins. Yeah, they were kind of yeah. They were kind of creepy. The there was a lot of different killed. creepy things in this mm-hmm. thing that you yeah, don't realize. Like, like even even the trees, you know, throwing shit at them. Yeah, really the the most relatable, lovable characters in this were the Tin Man, Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow, all played by three like really classy actors who were all like song and dance over men, the top, and they could do this type of stuff. I mean, because a lot of people forget. I mean, this is a musical when it comes right down to it. But right, it's, it's a fun, creepy movie, and I'm. I would guess probably the Wicked Witch was probably in 18 is minutes Ju- of the movie. Who, who yeah. was the Good Witch? The, Julie Glenda. Uh, Glenda was the Good Witch. I'm not sure who played her. And then you've got the uh, Wicked Witch of the and then uh, the guy played the East that I just remember house that. fell on her sister. Yeah, <laughs> I just remembered really being in awe of the Emerald City. The wizard, and then yeah. the guy's like behind the curtain. Oh yeah, yeah. don't look behind the curtain. He had a creepy yeah. face before that. But the adventures they had to go on, like she had to capture him by drugging the uh, or uh, making the poppies more mm. potent and shit. And uh, it it was such an interesting movie, and it went all the way down with her defeating the uh, the witch man. And so many movies designed their witch after this. Hell, all the uh, all the Looney Tunes cartoons and everything that were uh, dealing with this and how many people talked about it. It was one of those great movies, but it's also one of those movies that if you knew anyone that read the books and there's been several books, there's a, uh, a series, I guess that's almost the, uh, the original wizard of Oz books is almost like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's very in depth with what's going on there. So I would not be surprised at some point we're going to see a wizard of Oz reboot 
done you, over several honest, movies. It's kind of crazy they haven't done one. Of them. Yeah, yeah, they should because they've done the Oz, Great and Powerful, that one with James Franco, did which the was Wiz. it was decent. Yeah, I like the Wiz. Yeah, man. I, I didn't. I ain't gonna knock the Wiz. the Wiz. That was That's the uh, the one with all the characters who were black, like uh, yeah. uh, Diana Ross and oh, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson yeah. You know, and they it did it on Broadway now too. Michael it's still Jackson. the Wiz. He was great. He was a cowardly lion, or was he the scarecrow? Uh, I think he was scarecrow. Yeah, he was so great in that. Um, so, yeah. Just don't let him. Know. So let me ask you this: being that it's Halloween, um, now I've always heard that in the background in the Wizard of Oz, somebody had hung themselves. Oh yeah, and you could see it. One in of the, the movie. little people did. I'm not sure. So there's said. a lot of speculation of different weird. Have shit you? That happened. Is there, a, isn't there a Pink Floyd song you can play? That's. Uh, is it Pink Floyd? Yeah, it's the Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, you, you lines play it up with, uh, with the Wizard something. of Oz. You play the Wizard of Oz in the background. No, really? Uh, yeah, and you can play it and it goes like, with it. I yeah. like <laughs> um, I think if you're on that many drugs, you can go. Yeah. yeah. Go <laughs> the French Connection so goes to the song. Dude, this music <laughs> goes so great with E.T., man. Yeah. It lines you got to try it. Yeah, this music goes so great with silence. <laughs> Far Beyond Driven just blends right in. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, Witches is one of those... Great categories, and this is one I always think of, man. So the next category, this next category is a really great one, too. This one is Creepy Kids. Ooh, man. Everybody hates creepy kids. <laughs> I just hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're all creepy. Yeah. They're all creepy to me, man. They're all kids, creepy kids. It's the yeah. same thing, man. <laughs> no, none of us at this table have kids. We all have nieces and nephews, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm satisfied yeah, with I'm that. satisfied. I'm satisfied. I'm seeing them once a year for a few minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, we got one that lives in town now. <laughs> Twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Haley. <laughs> All right, so yeah, creepy kids, man. This yeah. is something that's been going back for a long time in movies too. It's weird that you could have this category, but you I know, can. right? Yeah, <laughs> creepy kids, and this could be. This doesn't even have to be a horror, really. No. no, no. <laughs> so yeah, so mine is uh, 1992's Mikey. Mikey. So this yeah. is one I have not seen. And you said you we, you talked about this in an earlier pod. Yeah, was, way back. Way back in yeah. the day. Must have been riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you both were like, "Oh, this sounds kind of good." All right, well, let's see. Uh, if I'm I excited to hear it for yeah. the second All time. Right. <laughs> so I just watched this this week because I wanted to make sure because I got it a little wrong on the last time. And how did so, you watch mm, this? This was one. That this you, is somebody. Oh, this is the YouTube. You remember? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Told someone you? send you an email and call you out being wrong. No, I I I listened to the pod and I want to make sure that I get this correct this time. Um, so, yeah, this is the one I said that I found on VHS for $385. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. What? $385 for this on VHS. And you paid money Fuck for no, it? Fuck no. I oh, watched okay. it for free on YouTube. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm about to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, the movie starts off. Now, this is uh, Brian Bonsell. Yeah. He showed me this kid's face Ooh. yesterday, and it's the little kid from Family Ties. Yeah, and he was also in uh, Blank Check. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's fucking creepy just from the picture. It's that yeah. bowl cut, man, that we all had yeah, back yeah. in the oh, 70s. I, had, yeah. I didn't yeah. have that bowl cut. Oh, I, had, I did. Yeah. You yeah. had curly hair. I had curly though. mop hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the movie starts off, and it's just a picture of him, and it's like a dark screen and a match just lights. And you see his face, and he blows it out, and he lights another match. And he's like starting a fire in his garage. So his mom comes in and she's like, Mikey, what have I told you about that? You know, you can't do that in the house. And da da da. And he's like, blames it on his sister. And she's like, 
he's like, tell her it was your idea, you know, and his little sister doesn't say shit, you know. Um, so she like smacks Mikey in the face and stomps the fire out. And she's like, oh, you just wait till your dad gets home. You know, we're going to talk about this. You know, <laughs> we heard that growing up. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so the mom's like, you know, you clean this up. I'm going up to get in the bathtub, you know. So she goes up. She's getting oh, in the tub. I don't like what's going to happen. And him and the little sister <laughs> are in the kitchen. And he's like, I'm your big brother. He's like, you're supposed to look out for me, like, and have my back. And like, you didn't. And da 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 da. So he takes her teddy bear and he's like taunting her with it, you know. And eventually she says, You're not even my real brother. <laughs> and like, he just like gets triggered, you know. And he's just like, Okay. And he walks outside. And she's like maybe four. Um, he's nine. And so he walks outside, goes to the pool, gets to the edge of the diving board drops the doll in the pool and she goes to try and like get to it and he starts jumping up and down on the diving board because she can't swim and she falls in and he just fucking watches her drowned you know <laughs> so then he goes that's up, a feel-good movie yeah right? right so then he goes upstairs <laughs> you kill a four-year-old in your movie in the first 10 minutes oh, you gotta, I, uh, i'm telling you dude um so then he goes Mikey, tagline <laughs> watch your freaking kids no tagline to this movie <laughs> is actually and i have the picture for proof is freddie and jason were both kids once <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome um yeah and you know the comments on youtube were all like oh this is michael myers when he was a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. mikey you know so he goes up that is into, a good comparison though. Yeah, yeah yeah um so he go or maybe that's what it was michael myers and jason were both kids so he goes upstairs his mom's in the tub and she's like you know talking to him like you know mean like you know because he's in trouble you know so he takes the hair dryer turns it on throws it in the tub, electrocutes his mom. So then he has some marbles, sets the marbles up like Home Alone style, and puts him in front of the uh, back door. When his dad comes home, he just comes out like nothing's happening. He's like, hey, champ, what's going on? And he's like, what have you been doing? He's like, just waiting for you to get home. And the dad looks out the window and sees the daughter just floating in the pool and he goes to run out the door and he trips over the marbles, busts through the glass, and he's on the fucking ground just all like, you know, almost passed out. Mikey just walks up with a baseball bat, boom, knocks him in the head a whole bunch of times, kills him. You know what I mean? So that's the first five <laughs> he's minutes. He's running out of victims pretty How quick. old is he in this movie? He's, he's nine. He's nine. He's nine. Wow. And oh, and he video records the whole thing. It's almost like Chucky, you know, if Chucky was a live action That was doll. the other comparison yeah. on YouTube. It's like, totally like if he was a live action doll, this is all the shit he would do, like with a little hammer and stuff. Yeah, and, and there's a scene Because <laughs> it had to have been a smaller hammer then, right? Well, no, it was a full-sized hammer. You that know? was a bat. Well, there was a bat, but later on in the movie, oh. he has a hammer, you know, and like... <laughs> and they come up with this guy's arsenal? Yeah. Oh. All right, what do we want Mikey to do here? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and the other, he has a friend in the movie, and the friend, <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no shit. Um, and the friend is uh, Wit Het Hertford. I don't know him. He's the kid from Dream Child. Let me see him. Oh, from oh, I know who you're talking he about. He plays Jacob. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, He's creepy looking. Too. I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Right there in the middle. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so basically, then what happens is is Mikey gets put into another foster home and watch the fuck out. Yeah, and because everybody says like, oh, you know, his family was murdered and he survived. You mm -hmm. know, so he moves to another town with a new family. At what point in the movie is this? Like halfway through. That's the first twenty minutes. Oh, the of first the movie. twenty minutes was him killing the first family, and then he goes and getting into the. It's next very family. similar to stepfather. You know? Yes. Very yes, similar yeah. to stepfather. Um, and you know, and so. 
if you're going to see it, I won't Don't be ruining Mikey for us. Yeah, no, hey, <laughs> you know, I, there's some suspenseful kind of like, cool. oh, I mean, shit. it does sound good. So yeah, I, I must have thought that last time as well. Yeah. And there's, a, there's even YouTube, a little, it's available, I guess. Yeah. And there's even a little uh, twist at the end, you mm. know, it's like, we'll just say it leaves things open for a sequel. What? You're still, you're holding on for Mikey's sequel. Ah, right? shit, man. <laughs> Stepfather could have been it. Now you know? it's Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check that out. Creepy awesome. fucking kid, man. All right, man. What, you got some creepy kids? I got some creepy kids. I got creepy kids on both sides. I got the antagonists and the protagonists. Are both oh, creepy. He's going next level, man. <laughs> um, Dave's coming this in movie like a, is a famous movie. <laughs> hot. And it's coming in like an onion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's a famous movie by a famous director starring a famous movie star, and I love this movie. Otherwise, the, the creepy kids are incidental, but mm. does have creepy kids and gives me a chance to talk about the movie. But The Shining. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is probably the uh, the king of creepy kid movies. Mm. I would really. think so. It's definitely on the top five. I mean, I they mean, they uh, make they do parodies of those two murdered little girls oh, in the hallway. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's seen everywhere. But the kid was creepy. Family guy for sure. Family guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the kid was creepy too. Oh, yeah. Danny, oh, yeah. Danny, Danny Torrance, Danny. man. Danny Torrance. Red yeah. Rum. He Red was Rum. creepy, man. What yeah, was this? This is a double. What was his, uh, his imaginary friend's name? Tony. Tony. Tony lives in the yeah. back of my mouth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> his little finger. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, man. God, man. And, uh, I'm Shelley Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> she was creepy. This too. was a great movie, so, man. This was on a based off a great book, which was uh, which had both those kids in it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, more of the uh, Danny character than uh, than what would be shown in the movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Stephen King didn't creepy. really like this movie. No, so much so that he had it, to make his own version later it on. Wasn't which a, if he had cast better people in it, it would yeah. Have worked, but. I mean, the director was. Yeah, that's what made this movie. That and uh, Jack Nicholson, you know? This was a Jack Nicholson, Stanley Kubrick film, you know? And everyone had to realize that going in, that those guys had such a strong personality that they were going to take over this motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, he was going to do the movie he wanted to do. But the movie he did was one of the... It's also not only the top five creepy kids, it's on the top five of horror movies of any list you'll ever pull up. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, the premise this is like, a ghost story just as well. You could have used this for yep, ghosts. Being isolated yeah. in a large expanse, yeah. cut off from people. Oh, yeah. They've used that theme oh, yeah. in almost every space movie ever. And Western. Westerns. And, yep. and, uh, or just... What was the one... Even like post-apocalyptic movies where you can't leave a facility yeah. or something like that, like Day of the Dead. Yeah. And you just Any, slowly descent, a slow descent into madness. Like yeah. he started getting... Being, he started out, he was fine, but then he slowly... Cabin fever, man. That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah. And he was there for like three months and everything. But the problem is, is it's not just normal cabin fever. He's in a haunted hotel. Yeah. Right. So he was just probably made himself easily susceptible to be able to be taken. But I mean, that's the thing, though. And I, I've asked this previous because I can never figure this out. Like, was he a ghost? Because he's well, that's, like, you that's never, left, you never left. You yeah. know what I mean? That's like, also left oh, in the open, especially with the see his photographer in the, at, you yeah, see the his photograph at the, the end. Exactly. The end yeah, you know. Like, so oh, he certainly, so it, was he the original <laughs> Grady or uh, who yeah. was he, you know? But I, I'm i like, like you and I kind of agree with um, Stephen King. I would have wanted to see more of the kids' relationship with yeah. With, um, well, we're going to see that in the sequel. The sequel is called Doctor Sleep, and they're they're casting who, it now. Who is the? And that's all about the, Danny Torrance who is the growing black up. Guy? Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, Scatman, Scatman Crothers. Crothers. He, he was great. in the original, but he, I mean, to show you how different this is than the book. I mean, uh, well, 
if you ask anyone that is a huge fan of the book, and I'm one of the, I fall in that camp that I'm a huge fan of the book, but I'm also a huge fan of the movie. And there's, there's several books that I feel that way about that I could go both ways. But those people that love the book that are purists like that, the scene that bothers them the most not being in there is the hedges that are animals mm-hmm. that Danny will go into the garden and oh, they will yeah, like yeah. move and shift and it's oh, very really? creepy. Hmm. Uh, and But the other thing is how it was, it ended, you know, it ended with uh, Scatman Crothers not being hit in the chest with an axe. And, I felt bad for uh, him because he traveled all the way from Boca. Yeah. I know, dude. Got in the yeah. snowcat, went Crud. up the mountain, runs Walked through the front the door, door, and boom. That's well, it. in the book, he, he ran up from Boca. He goes in, and he helps blow the Overlook Hotel up. They turn all the gas on throughout the whole hotel. Mm-hmm. They explode the whole uh, the entire hotel, and then uh, Danny and... Uh, the Wendy character moved to Florida with him. It ends like with him talking to Danny on like the side of the pool. Really? Uh, just sitting there and talking about his powers and this and that. So it was, that's how different of a movie this was. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, there was no maze in the book. There was no, well, there was a maze, but it wasn't done at the end. And it was it not a like a chase scene in, in, in the snow. Yeah. None of that was in there. Danny boy. That's why even, <laughs> even I see, it's almost hard. I, I can understand the only person being upset maybe is Stephen King because he had such a, a close relationship with the material. Yeah. But even he's got to sit back and realize how much of a work of genius it is. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. I'm sure he does. You just got to think now, of him as different things. I'm, and maybe you've talked about this before, but uh, I read something yesterday about how like Shelley Duvall was like abused mentally during this movie. Oh, yeah. About having to do that scene with the bat like 120 times. That's, and a, that's, that's a Kubrick that's thing. That's a Kubrick thing, man. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where Scatman Crothers is talking to the kid mm-hmm. uh, after he gives him the ice cream at the beginning and they're back yeah. there by themselves talking about the, sh- how the power of shining. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was 96 times that mm-hmm. he made him do it. So that's a normal thing that he does that. He does it on every movie. He did it on Eyes Wide Shut. Does it on Tom Cruise. Metal Jacket. Yeah. He, like, he's just a perfectionist. Because it was like that Eyes Wide Shut it was like four years to film. Are you serious? Yeah, he, he, he eventually said, Stanley, you got to just tell me when it's going to end. I don't care if you need me for how much longer, but you got to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. But he, shit. He's a perfectionist. He's yeah. he's like Terrence Malick to the uh, to the nines. <laughs> to the point where, yeah, you know you're going in there, you're going to get so many takes. Yeah. Like, that's not unusual if it's 100 takes yeah. for a lot of things. <laughs> Pay me by the hour. That's all I yeah. say. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's looking for something specific that no one can pinpoint and he can't tell. He doesn't even when know you nail it. You'll nail it. it. You know, yeah. when I see it and I know it's right, we'll move on. Until then, you're going to be doing this movie forever. And yeah. There were a lot of scenes on that. There was a short documentary on the DVD, if you own it, where it's like a 20-minute documentary and you could see it's a great shot of uh, Jack Nicholson getting pumped before he puts the axe through the uh, oh, yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah, running yeah. around in circles and he's pumping himself oh, up wow. and then he goes to do it. Yeah. And there was another scene where Just, Stanley uh, kind of yells at uh, Shelly. He's outside and he's waiting for her to come through the front door and everything. I guess she can't hear his action and everything and you could hear Stanley getting what the hell's going on where is she oh yeah <laughs> type of thing did you so, see the the hour and a half long yeah it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be it was, it, it was good though it went more into the uh, mythology the mythology of, and the crazy people that like, were like the room number matched 
this. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, or something. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was all right. But yeah, it certainly had the creepiest kids you'd ever seen, man. And those kids, I've seen pictures of them grown up, and they just like normal no British kids. women. That's what I mean. Well, they're not kids now. I mean, they're <laughs> every kid is creepy. Don't they finally say, like, come play with come us, play with us forever, forever and ever and ever? Yeah. All right, you're both creeping me out right now. So I got a question here. What would we constitute as children here or as kids? Because I would, I almost want to do an audible. Oh, uh, but it's of a quarterback's calling the play, coach. I would say it's a teenager, 13, 13 and under, and under. Damn, man, See, I would, this goes I'd more you, 17. It's, 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 it's do Halloween. It. We'll give you the pass. All right, because I was, I was going to, this is a fun movie to talk about. That's, and I've been waiting to talk about this movie for a while. And uh, I was originally going to go Children of the Corn because obviously the, uh, it's got some serious yeah. creepy kids in there and everything. Malachi. But I know we've talked about Children of the Corn before, so I am going to audible it here. Children of the Damn. And I'm going to go yeah. with the 1990s The Stranger Within. You uh, probably... Uh, I don't even know if I know this movie. Yeah. I think I've talked to you about it before, like personally off the pod and everything, but I don't think Justin has heard me I know the about Billy that. Joel song, Stranger. Now this <laughs> this stars Victoria Principal. It stars uh, Chris uh, Chris Sarandon. Uh, what's that? No, she's from. Isn't she Charlie's Angels? One of Charlie's Angels, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she's one of Charlie's Angels. Uh, Chris Sarandon, and this was a TV movie. Uh, you know, Chris Sarandon was the uh, uh, the vampire from Fright Night, the head cop in Child's Play. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff. Uh, Princess Bride. He was uh, uh, the king, the uncle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in that. He was great. And Ricky Schroeder. And Ricky Schroeder is like 17 years old. And the movie starts with Victoria Principal in a grocery store. And she turns her back while her little four-year-old kid is in the the cart. And someone steals her child. Oh, fuck. Every mother's nightmare. Every woman's nightmare. And she goes out in the street and she's screaming, who saw my kid? Anyone see my kid? And the kid's gone. So we fast forward about... 10 years or 10 years or uh, probably more like 12 because I think Ricky Schroeder he was probably older playing this but he was a teenager uh-huh. for sure and he came he just showed up on the doorstep one day and he's like mom I'm back I, I found my way back to you and everything and she's like flabbergasted and he holds up his shirt and he's got like a birthmark a uh-huh. very distinguishing birthmark on right. it so she's like holy shit my yeah. kid has returned to me and everything wow. and she's like so in on the t- it's a small town so the towns is like what the hell i yeah. can't believe this actually happened and from the get-go chris sarandon was skeptical uh-huh. Chris Sarandon's <laughs> like, this does not sit well with me, man. What yeah. the hell is going on here? And this kid starts doing some really, really creepy, creepy shit, man. Hmm. And it really, uh, it was really frightening performance done by uh, Ricky Schroeder. I think this was, uh, I think he goes by Rick Schroeder now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we've just been catching some of the old Silver Spoon episodes that are on cable the uh-huh. other day. And man, I forgot how fucking funny those old Silver Spoon episodes were. Because you grow up watching Silver Spoons no, with Ricky Schroeder? Uh-uh. Do you know who Ricky Schroeder is? I, I know that, I, I do, he but I can't in, picture him. He was in one and of the cops. Yeah, he ended up doing NYPD Blue or, or something, something later like on. That. Yeah, I think he replaced Caruso. Isn't he, the, he? isn't he like the dad in Dirty Dancing? No. No. 
No, that's that's, uh, that's Jerry Orbach. Uh, <laughs> that's Jerry Orbach. Yeah, uh, about well, he was in the years older than yeah. Well, he was in NYPD Blue or whatever. Yeah, NYPD Blue. Yeah. But that was yeah. He was older at that no, point. But we watched him growing up in Silver Spoons. Even is really great. Mm. But the meat of this movie, man, is them gradually finding out that this kid is a liar, man, and he is a sadistic liar, and he oh, starts shit. killing people. Oh, fuck. and uh, the point that I always sticks with me in this movie is his. Uh, Chris Sarandon is figuring shit out. He's doing some investigation behind Ricky Schroeder's back. And Ricky Schroeder, uh, at this point, you'd think he has no clue that Chris Sarandon is doing this. Mm-hmm. And Chris uh, and Ricky Schroeder comes in super sweet when mom's around, you know, yeah. and everything. And he decides he's going to uh, – Chris Sarandon's at the point where he's like, well, maybe I'm wrong. You know, yeah. Maybe I'm not right, right. about this kid yeah. and everything. Let's have a bonding moment. Me and him are going to go ice fishing together. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. This is such a great scene. Don't go ice fishing. Uh, <laughs> the tagline of the movie, don't go ice fishing with Richie, Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. So they go ice fishing together, and he's uh, they're bonding together, and everything's fine. The mom's not there and everything. I think it's right outside at the lake uh, mm. behind the house. And at some point... Ricky Schroeder's uh, facial expression completely changes when he's just standing across from Chris Sarandon and he pushes him uh, through the hole in the ice. Oh, fuck. And the river's moving and he starts moving and he's underneath pounding at the ice. Yeah. And I've never seen it done quite as well as this. Ricky Schroeder's stick stays with him the whole time and it's just staring down at him. Oh, fuck. There's several moments where he could have saved him and he's not. And then when he sees his, uh, uh, the mom's, sees something it's kind of rushing down he's yeah. kind of judging when she's there and everything and then snaps into like liar mode. oh my god, oh, oh my god no that's get crazy. him out yeah. i gotta get him out and yeah. he's pounding him out uh, you're like oh my god that's and then awesome. the, at some point the mom walks in and is uh and this is where it all goes to hell too the uh he had just showered and everything and his birthmark washed off his fucking chest oh, and fuck. you're like holy crap Ricky yeah. Schroeder's been caught see and I it goes down he... to this like thing with him and her fighting each other in the house and uh-huh. it, it was creepy man i haven't seen it in like probably 25 years probably oh, wow. since it came out and it's a hard one to uh to find man but it was uh one of those it it definitely falls under creepy kids because of him being He's abducted and, re- and in, he was creepy as hell so. yeah yeah, 1990 is when this came out. Okay. There was a lot of creepy it was, yeah. I was gonna TV pick, movie, The Stranger Within. I was going to pick The Good Son. Yeah. Good Son's another great one of creepy kids. If I drop you, you think you could fly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And that was Macaulay Culkin. I, I know, know, man. He had already done him. Home Alone. Well, he, he had a career full of setup of being a cool little kid. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's what made it even more. Yeah, it was kind yeah, of the brilliant. same with Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder yep. played the exactly. nice Christian... It was definitely casting against type when they put him in this movie, but that's kind of what you, you have. Well, to, and you that's and to. that's what it is too. Preconceived is, uh, notions. Yeah. Well, and uh, apparently the orphan is very similar to yeah. Mikey, um, but the orphan she turns out to be like an actual woman. She's not even a little girl. I don't even remember the. Orphan, yeah, that's yeah. a crazy one, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, creepy kids, man. They're they all. <laughs> They all like have that charade that they're perfect little. <laughs> we could have went that way. Since we think all creepy uh, kids are creepy, I am picking kindergarten cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ferret. <laughs> it's a it's not a tumor. It's a marmot. Yeah. All right. So our last category here. One more time around the table, right. and this is going to be monsters. Run! It's Godzilla. Yes. Now, this is a great category because it kind of encapsulates all those ones that don't necessarily fall into those individual categories. Anything like creepy and disgusting and kind of uh, monstrous, you know? It could be The Gate. That's another one. Oh, uh, that's a, that's great, a good, uh, one, a good dude. monster one there. 
also could be creepy kids. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Dorf, he was creepy in that. Um, yeah, so for mine, like you said, man, there's so many you could have picked. This one, to me, is a classic from my childhood, and it just names them all. It's the Monster Squad, oh, man. Love the Monster Squad, Dude. man. If you lived in the 80s and you were cool enough to kind of be allowed to watch some of those uh, monster flicks and yeah. everything, man, this was right up your alley. I, I watched this a couple days ago, and... The 80s, like... Were ripe. Oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, basically, this movie is like the Goonies yep. Halloween story with a lesser cast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and... Uh, just able for most PG audiences. You know, this, yeah. this is a kid's movie. Yeah. And it's done. There was a couple extreme moments that might give a younger kid kind of a scare. Mm-hmm. Those vampires were pretty scary. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Or, or even the, uh, Dracula at the end when he kind of lost it on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about that um, scene in the end. And... Uh, the Wolfman, you know, where he's like, he goes into the uh, police station and he tells him, like, Uncle Rico. Lock. Yeah, dude. Uncle Rico. Absolutely, dude. Who is lock also, me up. Who I is, love that scene, man. Yeah. Um, and he is also um, the guy from, oh, fuck. The Fright Night 2. Oh, he yeah. Played a werewolf in that, also. Uh, Laszlo from Real Genius. I'm pretty sure that's him, too, isn't really? it? Really? I'm, I'm almost I can't remember. I can, you mentioned Real Genius a couple times, and yeah, I remember I certain find little a way things. That Val I need yeah. to rewatch it. Uh, I think I own it. But. Yeah. Oh, it's one of yeah, my favorites. Yeah, that scene you were mentioning with the werewolf might be one of my top ten werewolf scenes in any werewolf movie. Mm-hmm. The idea that you mm-hmm. know shit's going to happen to me. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Lock me the fuck yeah. up. And him going in there and grabbing the gun, but isn't planning to hurt anyone. Yeah. Just to shoot in the air and say, lock me up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, well, and then they end up shooting him. Yep. And then he turns into the werewolf because yep. they didn't use silver bullets, you know. I'll teach you. Then he, he pops out in the kids, man, and it's, kick him in the nards. Kick him in the nards. <laughs> He's like, Wolfman doesn't have nards. And he kicks him in the nards, man. Wolfman has nards. Like, <laughs> But, uh, it was all about these kids, and the kids were all great. They're all a bunch of nobodies. Not uh, yeah. these actors aren't really famous for a whole lot of stuff they did. Kind of like the Stranger Things jump off. It is. It's Stranger Things. Yeah. Certainly the Goonies. Right. Uh, yeah. Instead of even... Chunk, they had Fat Kid. Yeah. Horse. And that, that was his name, though. I mean, the oh, whole horse. movie they just called him Fat Kid. Well, in the eighties, yeah. kids were cruel, man. Oh yeah, there was absolutely. No and the brother from uh, the brother from Wonder Years was the bully. Oh yeah. And it, Kevin, oh, that's right. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I not think Kevin. His, Kevin's the main kid. Oh, that's right. His brother. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, really it was nice. just a fun movie, man. Yeah, and it falls around these kids. These kids who had a monster kind of uh, monster club, club, and they were in. They, they had their a really kick ass kind of clubhouse in the uh, tree, like a treehouse type yeah. of thing. Yeah, right and across from the room every good of the club needs a good girl. clubhouse. Yeah. yeah, and then they had the the girl next door who was always changing in front of the. Oh yeah, they you all know. had their uh, like. That's where I would. Put, the, that's yeah. where I would put my club. Yeah, well, and it was one of the guys, you know, one sisters. of the kids' sisters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and then they're like, they had to find a virgin to read the spell. And read so, the spell, yeah. Yeah, so they got her to do it because she said she was a virgin, but then she wasn't well, a not virgin. exactly. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, they had you know, to have that little girl read it. And I, I saw the making of this, so it was really great. And there was a great commentary in it, too, but... That actor who played the uh, uh, Dracula, he I've seen him in several stuff. He's been in a couple Seinfeld episodes. He was really great. Uh-huh. And uh, he said he really had to scare that girl. 
he, he really scared her. He kept the teeth away from her in the eyes. Uh-huh. And then when he did that hiss at her, yeah. that was her true reaction, oh, that wow. scream. Yeah. And they had to, like, settle her down afterwards. Oh, poor little girl. Yeah. <laughs> but she sold that scene. Man. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and the I, creepy I, German guy. I love the creepy yeah, German guy. absolutely. And, well, and I love... So how were the, the monsters were, like, being delivered or something? That, yeah. I, I don't understand that because it literally... Dracula was off. kind of, like, getting them all to come to Well, him, right? yeah, but he, like, I don't know if Dracula was on his own. They, they, there's no explanation for it at all. The, the beginning of the movie is Van Helsing trying yeah. to stop them, and they don't succeed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just on a... It's like a, a certain period of time. I think it's 200 years It's 100 years. years. Later, 100 yeah, years it's 100 later. years. And evil awakens, and it's going to have to be cast back in, and it wasn't done properly before. So right. And, be and so, like... Somehow, some way, the Loch Ness monster, the Wolf awesome Man, Loch Ness monster, or yeah. uh, creature from Black Lagoon, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, so, yeah, on it, but it was an awesome like uh, suit. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he one was of the awesome. coolest looking ones. Yeah, man. all these guys, their werewolf was kick ass. Yeah, they had the mummy. Uh, mummy yeah. was awesome. The mummy was hilarious. Getting unwrapped when he got at killed. that point, yeah. <laughs> man, they, the creature effects on this were stellar. Yeah, they really were. Yeah, because they could have been bad, and the werewolf. Sometimes people's werewolves don't look great. Yeah, yeah, you could have easily used this for your werewolf. For your vampire, uh, so well, and I, I and I'm great. glad we ended up doing it as like the number one for this one because I've been wanting to figure out a good, you know, spot for it, and yeah. I'm glad it worked out that way. It's dedicated to Horace, who isn't with us anymore, too. Yeah, I found man. out uh, reading the uh, thing that they're all alive, all the kids are alive except the little fat kid, man, and yeah. uh, he he died somehow. And cholesterol, no, <laughs> <Could've been laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, it was great, great actors. Tom Noonan played. Uh, Tom Noonan played Frankenstein in this. Yeah. In like a fully immersed role where he said that even when he was around the kids, he stayed in character. Oh, really? And the, he's the older... ass creepy guy like, anyway. Yeah. The older kid was on the commentary or the uh, documentary, uh, the, the oldest of the kids that yeah. let join the group. And he said uh, when they would break for like uh, between uh, scenes and everything, he would come up to Tom Noonan and said, you know, I'm... I'm not as young as these kids. I, I know how acting works and everything. Yeah. You, can, you can like just talk to me and everything. And he would go, Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's just awesome. Stay away from me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was really cute with uh, Phoebe, the little girl, and Frankenstein. Phoebe the yeah. You know, and they were. Don't be chicken shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> One of the best swears by any kid in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The, it was just a really good, fun movie, yeah. you know. And I mean. One that 80s, holds up, man. 80s yeah, nostalgia. You can show kids to this sucker. Oh, yeah. I don't think a lot of kids know about Monster Squad. Yeah. You know? Well, and if you're a Stranger Things person, come on, watch yeah, Monster Squad. Yeah. And it's on Hulu. I, I watched it the other day. Oh, was it? I didn't know it's on yeah, Hulu. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was harder to get than that. I thought so too. I thought I had something rare. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. What you got for your uh, monsters? One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh. Ooh. Tremors. Oh, oh yes, dude. <laughs> This totally fits the category, too, Yeah, man. I was yeah. telling Paul last night that, like, I'm so glad you picked that because if I didn't pick Monster Squad, it was going to be Tremors. So. Tremors is one of them. I don't know why. I, I mean, a huge... So I have a lot of fun. Remo Williams. and Earl, man. Yeah. I'm, a few, I'm a huge Kevin Bacon fan. Yeah. And... Fred Ward. Fred Ward. Yeah. Uh, what's Remo his? Williams. Remo, man. Well, That's and, what we call him. Uh, from, and uh, then the guy, Egg Sheng. Egg from Shen, Egg yeah. Shen, yeah. Yep, and Reba McIntyre, Grab Boys, yeah. and the uh, the guy uh, Gross. from Michael Gross, yeah. Michael Gross yeah. from, uh, who Family probably Ties. went on to do all of them. Right, he, he yeah, did. He was the only one. one. He was the only one that went on all of them. And there's you like five pick, of them. Looks like you picked the wrong damn rec room. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, and it was a super fun so movie. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, likable characters. It was I mean, scary, was, dude. Like it had you know, its moments yeah. where the idea that. 
we were talking those elements, you know, the element of uh, seclusion or the woods and, and the idea that you can not, the ground wasn't yeah. safe. Yeah. You know, Edgar, so got, had to be Edgar got ground. stuck up on that tower and yep. just yep. fucking Hey, Marvin, you want to make a buck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think, but when you were a kid, everybody played the floor is lava. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, this this was yep. literally the floor. That yeah. is the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> the floor is lava. The floor really yeah. is lava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, we used to jump from couch to couch and then yeah. we'd always have like, oh, I can't reach that far. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it starts right out. There's, you know, earthquake happens. There's something under the ground. Yeah. It, uh, who does it get first? It gets the car first or the construction workers first? Oh, I think it it's gets the car. The car. At night. I yeah. think it gets the car at night yeah. when the music's playing. And it sucks and the headlights. Right headlights. Yeah. Oh, man. Around. The battery would have died. Yeah. Yeah, that great shot with them just yeah. going up in the air yeah. and facing in the air. And it was really neat. Yeah. The, the when they found it later on, when they could hear going, it. Yeah. And the you shot could, of that jackhammer, yeah. he hits the I saw the making thing, it and, and the jackhammer goes whoosh. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw the making that scene. It was just like on a track that they just whoom, ran yeah. down the thing. And it was That's really great cool looking. the way they because they cut to them on before you saw them. Yeah, in the ground. You saw yeah. it just in the, the ground. Soil moving. The soil moving. It yeah. was kind of some like uh, groundbreaking. Hey, get it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it really was uh, phenomenal. I mean, but this whole was all centered around just the relationship, the great yeah. camaraderie that uh, Fred, Fred Ward, Ward and, and Kevin Bacon, Bacon had, man. Oh, man. And I wonder how much hanging out on the set they did or off the set because you got the impression that they were they buddies. Were buddies. Yeah. yeah. I like they just when got Fred along. Ward sleeping late and Kevin Bacon comes up. Stampede! You've never been in a stampede. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> and these guys that are like, they're just one like more day, the, just one more fucking yeah, day. And absolutely. they're just the most likable guys, but they're also the most kind of inept, but like no really kind of goals. Yeah, kind they're of guys just good-hearted fools that man. have to become heroes to yeah. everybody else mm, and like yeah. leaders, you know, because. I mean, when you're in a small town like this, yeah. they're your well, best and, and then they hear about Rhonda, you know, yep. the, the college the student with the seismology yeah. stuff. Yeah, and he's like, you will have blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> like kind of hard to win. He's going to hit on her and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and she pops up with all that white shit. All the nose. zinc oxide <laughs> on her nose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was cool, too. I love the scene where they're going, like, uh, from uh, pole, pole vaulting. Pole vaulting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It allowed them to, like, kind of really break into all these elements. Because when I think of this type of movie, I think of being in, like, the writer's room when you're like, all right, what are the best games? Kid, we need a know? kid on a pogo stick. Yeah. Ah, it's so absolutely. great. It's yeah. great. That, that has headphones on. Yeah. That cannot they can't hear you. Yeah. Them screaming yeah. for her. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or the generator kicking on yep. at one point. Yeah. Didn't get think Meg Chen. Yeah. Yep. You have to get the guys on the rooftops at some point. Yeah. And the fact that she turned the water on at some point that and it like yeah. filled the ground and yeah. everything. Absolutely. How they killed it was pretty inventive. Oh, when they, they were, the idea of they the, went like fishing. A stampede, just like <laughs> I mean, really, the most important characters yeah. uh, opposite uh, the the Earl and uh, what's his name character. Uh, you've got. Obviously, um, Michael, Michael Gross and their that ridiculous McIntyre. scene in their basement. Yeah, they just kept, I'm out. And he just yeah. keeps yeah. magazine. Just, magazine. Was like yeah. you just get to show all the coolest guns. Oh my Shotguns, Uzis, and just elephant guns. I love yeah. the oh, shot man. when you could hear it from their point of view. Yeah, from, and it was just like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. mm-hmm. and you could tell that some shit was going on and they cut yeah. over it. And yeah, I love where they uh, they get where they eventually trailer. had to get onto the trailer and leave. And yep. Michael Gross was right. You know, we kind of. 
didn't need to leave probably but in those movies where you have that opportunity like the mist or like night of the living dead where you have that opportunity you may want to take it well remember they start taking the store down yeah you know they start just so it it turned out to be the right decision especially since how they eventually the funny you said the mist because the mist was my was out your alternate alternate. that was my alternate great Mm -hmm. monster movie there too man and i just i love the ending oh such a great ending oh yeah and i've talked to some people before it pissed them off Oh, oh, really? yeah, oh, I can see it pissing people off. Yeah. He fucking shot his own son to Ugh. save him from having to be taken like yeah, that. By, and yeah. then you find, and then he Not was, me. take me. Yeah. <laughs> I can fight right till the very yeah, end. No, yeah, right? Who's uh. to say I can't fight out or they'll I'm that me. cartoon of the frog that's being swallowed yeah, by, and choking by the, the stork, bird. Yeah. And he's choking the bird as he's going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So my monster movie, and I was, man, it was so difficult not to go. I really wanted to do one of the old school Godzilla movies on here, but I haven't seen so many of them in a long yeah. time, and I need to find them. Uh, so there'll be a different pod that I think when, once I find a whole bunch of them that I can do. And I, I should do that with Eric one time. 40s I movies, north. 30s movies. Uh, what's that? 1940s movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those were a lot of those good ones, though. Well, this actually, this one is from the 40s, what oh, wow. I actually decided to pick. So for my monster movie, and I, I, I've i said many times on the pod that I'm a huge fan of those Universal monster movies, man. Mm-hmm. And it, I was tempted to put one of those on here, but then I thought out of the box, I was like, you know, I, I could probably put all those guys on here, but in a different kind of spin. So I picked 1948's Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Oh, nice, dude. Chick, chick, chick. Oh, man, this movie was so damn funny. And we, me and Dave grew up with these guys. And Abbott would always see it and then try to convince Oh, uh, Costello. Costello. Costello no, uh, would always see it and try to convince Abbott. Yeah, mm. Abbott was the... Uh, Bud Abbott was the... This, so this took place basically this was the comedy team of uh Lou which Co- one i'm sorry which one? lou costello and bud pick? abbott uh the abbott costello meet frankenstein frankenstein okay so in, what's weird it's kind of a weird name for it it's more because there's way more werewolf and dracula mm-hmm. in this than frankenstein so it's weird that they would go with that but i guess he was still in it and surrounds it so basically to give you a little background if no one who is familiar with uh bud abbott and lou costello they were a comedy duo that was huge in like the uh late 30s early 40s they had done uh, the movie Buck Privates is what kind of sh- kind of put them to stardom, and they had a variety show that they used to do. And this was same the, time. The Martin Lewis. Martin Lewis was way um, after this, but the uh, around this time you still had. Uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy, who are about yeah. to get famous. The fact that they have not done a Abbott and Costello movie is kind of weird. Is they weird. really should. They could do a uh, great. They could get two actors to come in and play them because it. They had the comic geniuses of figuring out the perfect form- formula, and the formula was to have one silly, low IQ type yeah. character opposite a really smart, deadpan, straight, ca- straight ca- It was the right. straight guy humor, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that's what. Uh, but Abbott was so good at. He was the straight guy, and Lou Costello was the silly kind of uh, laughable guy. Right. And so it went in. You, you never have to really have an origin story for any of their movies <laughs> because that's always the dynamic. Yeah. And they've done. Uh, I've been Costello meet uh, the Mummy. I've been Costello meet the Invisible Man. They've it's done like all these. So stuff. when they send the guy playing first base, his check. Yeah, yeah. What's the name on the check? Who? Who? The guy on first when they Who? send. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that is <laughs> so their... what does the name say? And that was before this movie, too. So that was their big kind of act. Yeah. So in this movie, it was basically them... It was a, 
uh, kind of a uh, avenue to have them do their comedy, but also reveal the uh, Universal horror movies uh, in a lighter note because it was really funny how they worked them into this. Mm. Oh. So it, they started out as uh, Costello played Wilbur and Ch- uh, Chick was the Bud Abbott character and they were like movers. They had a company where they uh, brought in like uh, big packages and they brought them to your house. So this guy had a wax museum and he had these he, he had a Dracula <laughs> character coming in. He had a Frankenstein character coming in and they had to move him there for him. And that's the first. There's a couple of really great scenes in this that I'll, uh, that I'll talk about. But the the kind of the meat that was great about this movie is they actually got Bella Lugosi to come in to play Dracula, which is he ma- was famous he was for playing. Like- Long Cheney Jr. came in to play uh, the Wolfman, and uh, Glenn Strange, Boris Karloff kind of made Frankenstein famous, but Glenn Strange played him a lot more in like the uh, the later versions. With like I think he I don't think. Boris, I think, just played him in uh, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. After that, it was always gone strange who played him. So he was the one who played him in Abbott and Costello. But I had that great thing where uh, they undo the uh, the packages and they can see that it's a coffin in there. And uh, <laughs> Chick leaves the... Uh, room and it tells uh lou to set something up and uh while uh, or wilbur uh while wilbur's doing it he's reading what's in the coffin this is dracula's coffin this is happening you can hear the creak of the co- uh, coffin door opening behind yeah. him and he's just like dead pans looks at the camera and then he turns around and it's closed and that luke Costello always does where yeah he comes out of something and he goes chick he comes back and he's like what's going on he's something's moving here nothing's happening here you're causing us a lot of trouble come on <laughs> and he leaves the room and something else happens and then they uh, did that joke all day long. well then at one great. point dracula <laughs> leaves the coffin and he's standing in the background like one of the wax sculptures so when chick comes back in the room and opens the coffin and said see look there's nothing in there <laughs> he's like great. he was in there i'm telling you yeah uh and then they end up another great stuff is they they meet long cheney jr actually gets to play himself before he becomes the wolfman which was the the case in the the wolfman movie too uh, but he was great, and he kind of revealed himself to uh, to Abbott and Costello, where he was like, "At midnight, I'm going to change into a wolf. You got to watch me. You got to lock me in my bedroom." And uh, they don't believe him. They're like, "Yeah, or whatever," yeah. Uh, and everything. And then he starts scaring uh, Abbott. And one of my favorite lines from the whole movie is uh, where he starts st- scaring Costello. One of my favorite things is. Uh, but Abbott screaming at Long Taney Jr. He said, stop putting ideas in his head. You know he's not used to that kind of thing. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite line from the whole thing. So basically, it's like one of those, it's like any of their things, you know, that uh, Costello's in the room, the monster's in the room, he gets scared, they got to run away and everything. They got to uh, save the, uh, the beautiful women that are apparently... Uh, in love with uh, Evan Costello, who would never be at this point right. uh, in time. And uh, it's great. And it goes all the way down to a uh, one of my favorite scenes is the very end scene where they, they finally get away from the monsters. And there's a lot of great imagery in this that you see from that they play in a lot of uh, compilations for the Universal horror movies that you forget that were in this. Like uh, it's a great one when Dracula's or Frankenstein's on the dock going towards a boat. Uh, and they set the dock on fire, and his arms are outstretched, and he falls, can, gets completely engulfed, and falls oh, wow. in the water. It's a great shot. Yeah. Uh, but it ends with uh, Abbott and Costello like getting away in the rowboat and everything. And they're like, "Oh, I finally got away with that!" And all of a sudden, you see a c- cigarette in the background floating in the air, and you hear Vincent Price's voice. Oh wow! Talking like he's the Invisible, invisible Man. man yeah. And they jump in the water. And they're yeah. off and everything as the credits awesome. are going. Yeah, that's such great. a fun movie, man. And that's. 
Obviously, those are dated. Like we grew up watching Abbott and Costello, and yeah. the kids today, Scooby if they're not dude, did a lot of that. Yeah, they would or see Looney shit. Tunes, they would you know? see yeah. shit happen, and then they'd call Fred and Daphne and yeah. them in the room, and then would nothing would be happening. Right? Yeah. They'd be like, it was just. There. Oh, a lot of that stuff was based on. Do you remember the uh, Looney Tunes characters that were directly oh, yeah, yeah, the cats yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that uh, were, and they were basically Abbott and Costello cats, mm-hmm. and he did huh. the same type of thing. They only did like two or three sketches with them too, but they were always funny when they played them. Uh, yeah, so having Costello, if you're adventurous and want to uh, see how it was there done no back brainers. in the day, they're man. still funny. As they're shit. still funny, man. I I think they are, but then again, maybe that's hard to say. <laughs> if you went to the uh, to a uh, teenager now, they might not be as uh, uh, <laughs> forgiving to the uh, uh, kind not. of the age that it was <laughs> yeah. set in. That yeah. we yeah. are. This you is know? slow. Yeah. <laughs> this is really stupid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's all right, all for the. Uh, Monster, creepy kids, witches, serial killer, and demon rounds, man. So rounds yeah. out all the happy genres. Halloween, happy Halloween. happy Halloween, man. Yeah, I hope everyone had a good one. And uh, I think we're gonna have. Uh, I'm wondering what's happening next week. I think next week might be one of our actors' pods. So I know one thing. Keep that in the. It's gonna be a special pod. It is gonna be. A special pod. <laughs> Don't stop. It's me. like you. It's, it's like you read it's my like mind. You can read the future. Not man. many people can read my mind. Blue green. <laughs> nice. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can leave us a message or a comment. It on. keeps getting funny every time, time I see it. it. Damn, it could have been on your ghost pod, man. Oh, you yeah. messed up. So if you want to get a hold of us, we can uh, leave us a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also check us out on Facebook at Fascinated with Films on. Uh, Twitter at Dupree Podcast or through email at um, fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. So, yeah, we've got a couple, of, we've got a bunch of great pods coming up. I'm going up north, so I'm going to do one, my third of the pods I do with my cousin up there. Where he, oh, nice. He's a huge horror fan, so we're going to do 90s horror at that point, but that's going to be about probably three weeks down the line. We've got an actor's pod coming up. We have a, uh, a disaster pod coming up Oof. we're going to be talking about catastrophe movies hopefully man. it goes well <laughs> very well, well done justin well done <laughs> all right we, i can't do I better than that <laughs> i was gonna say is we talk about super mario Bros. <laughs> that movie was a disaster <laughs> <laughs> see you should have kept that piece of stone as an audible man i'm sorry dudes i misunderstood the whole category <laughs> uh no arm again uh, <laughs> all right until next time see you later I'm right behind you. Everybody's a suspect!